it's the proudest day, the proudest time, and the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still picture that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast. And delighted to be once again joined by Connor Edwards. Connor, welcome as always. Captain, thank you very much. Delighted as always to be here. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, just before we go, I think we're, uh, forgot to mention when we were doing the first part of the Donnelly thing, episode 100 of Crunching Gears. Like, how did I ever in my wildest dreams ever imagine this? Uh, so, this is episode 101. But, uh, Connor, I don't know what kind of monster we created, but like, this Donnelly podcast has just took it to another level again, really, hasn't it? Uh, but again, it's it's the stories, Kevin, as we say, nobody uh, tunes in to listen or to watch us. It's, it's yeah. about our guests. Yeah. And again, you know, a, a, a rallying family that, you know, everybody in Ireland has pretty much heard the name of or knows yeah. the name of, you know. Yeah. And like, you know, the stories and the crack and the banter and like episode two would be coming out at the weekend there as well, too. And that's if if not better as every bit as good as the first part is all i can tell you at this point you know <laughs> but um episode four season two please like share uh, rate all those things vitally important um but um this weekend we're going to uh review is rally sweden and then we're also going to look forward to a busy weekend ahead we have kirkston on at the weekend the first round of the northern Ireland championship uh killarney forest the first round of the irish forestry championship that will also take a wee look at the micro challenge as well. Uh, we speak to uh, uh, Jordan Hone, who's going to help us with the Irish forestry and the micro challenge. And then we'll look ahead to Five Mile Town the following weekend. Oh, and middle of all that then too, we have uh, Adrian Hellington and Roman O'Neill speaking about the Raponian uh, rally, the first round of the British Historic Championship. So jam packed here. <laughs> Connor, Sweden, um, unbelievable rally. Um, what a weekend for for our country! <laughs> oh, listen, fantastic weekend, absolutely incredible. Um, what do you call it? To, to, what do you call it? We had Craig Breen leading the event, and obviously finishing second with um, what do you call it? James Fulton, and then to have William Crichton and Liam Regan, you know, coming in behind in the juniors, and, and what do you call it? Taking the win on the juniors. Just incredible weekend, genuine. Yeah. It was fantastic yeah. to watch. Yeah, and as well as that, Aaron Johnson and Takamoto setting a few fastest times, and you know, you know, yes, they 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 failed to finish, but the times were there. You know that you know it's really positive because like all the other guys were in a real heavy battle, and Takamoto was setting really great times. Eamon Kelly, his first time having Connor's first time stepping up to the JWRC, a couple of top three times there as well. So that pulls well, but you know this you know rallying in Ireland. And the Irish rallying is just in such a healthy place, you know, and we keep saying it and we keep saying it, but it's true, you know, we can't get away from it. It's it's fantastic to see this. A healthy place and for a country that gets very little snow, we seem to, <laughs> we seem to produce some great drivers on, on, on the white stuff. Yeah, that's for sure, that's for sure. But anyway, we'll, we'll get back to the Irish guys after we would. 
Um, I can't, like, if he gets this puma hooked up properly, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with, isn't it? He will. Uh, well, look, we, we saw that last year, like, you know, the second half of last year, he really took the hand out by the scruff of the neck and got that I-20, some incredible results that it didn't deserve. And likewise, I mean, Malcolm Wilson himself was, was at the finishing ramp, was quick to admit that it was Tannock won the rally, not the Puma. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Once they get this hooked up, once they get it sorted, it's going to be, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And there's a bit more to do on the engine side for them to get um, improved performance there because it's probably the slowest of the three Rally 1 cars at the moment. Yeah, like a, a rally that probably would have been, you'd have said, would have you know, favoured the guys with the ultimate power, you know, the ultimate top speed. Uh, and he came out and talked, uh, fantastic, you know, like it's great to see, good to see M Sport back uh, on top. And Oitanic, you know, he's just so cool, calm, collected, isn't he? Yeah, look, a win all round, a win for M Sport, a win for Tanik, a win for the championship. It yeah. creates a bit of life and fight and vigor mm-hmm. around it. And, you know, Monte Carlo was a bit of a damp squib, mm-hmm. mainly due to the weather. You know, it yeah. was a it was a dry event. There was no snow, no ice, pretty much. And everybody thought it was boring. Yeah. And then we got to Sweden and what do you call it? I don't know if it could have gotten any more exciting. We yeah. had everything. Yeah. <laughs> you laughed at like Hyundai, they had a snow set up for Monday. Like they'd always been perfecting it for uh for Sweden. Because Toyota could have easily came to top four in Monte Carlo. They didn't even get a podium and then in Sweden. Unbelievable, just the, the turnaround fortunes. Absolutely. Just, you know, the, the incredible the, the 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 change from you know between events uh on, on back-to-back events as well just you know and and the teams had done a bit of testing beforehand um what do you call it toyota and hyundai had entered a couple of you know rounds in in uh, a couple and of national rounds, yeah. yeah national rounds in sweden to, to get a bit of testing that didn't go well for them um both takamoto failed to finish lappy failed to finish and hyundai um what do you call it uh Tanak had done a round in Estonia in the snow. Obviously, that helped him get a bit more confidence in the car. And uh, yeah, he was able to to do amazing things. Yeah. Um, you know, had the issue with a tire delamination, which also affected um Craig and, and EP where they lost the studs basically off one of the tires. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't seem to 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 knock Tanak's confidence no, at no. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know, can't go any further. Craig Brain, like probably, if not, you know, has to be the star, star performance of the rally, you know, first mm. time in that rally one Hyundai, uh, we know his struggles he had last year, but he was a new man, he even, you know, he looked lighter, he looked happier, he looked healthier, um, it's hard to just keep your finger on it, but he just, a completely different character, and it, that's, that story was told behind the wheel, right from the get go, shaped down right through, banging in the times, Phenomenal performance. Yes, he, he always goes well in Sweden, but it just was great to see the happy, happy chappy back again. It, it, everything fell into place. There was nothing phased him. You know, they got the lead early on in the rally. Then they fell behind the hybrid issues, the, the tire issues, then the team orders. That didn't even phase him. You know, the, we, we've seen other you know, drivers in the past where the toys out of the pram and team order, mm-hmm. orders get imposed didn't bother him yeah. and you know they 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 set a cracking time on the par stage and as it turned out um you know 
the team orders fell, fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, you could maybe say that he had a, a favourable road position on the on the Friday, but like, you know everybody has had that at some point. You know it's it's making it count. And they they did that. EP as well. You know what? Like, you know Esapega again. You know after having such a dismal uh, Monte to return again and set the times he was setting. Fantastic, you know. Um, what uh, then, uh, Neville, like it, it, it never seemed to click the whole weekend and still come away with third place. It that you know, if, like that's him, he's third and Monty as well. So, two third places for a guy that's still not quite right with the car that's <laughs> that's worrying for everybody else, I think. That it is, and again, also, if you look at Neville, he had the flu beforehand, so he actually missed out in the day's testing, mm-hmm. he had to rely on feedback from Lappy and from Breen with regard to how they set their cars up and how they find the test days for him to try and find uh, some sort of settings. And then again, also the team were monitoring. I, I don't know if you saw that, but there was an interview with the new manager, Cyril. And basically he was saying that that um, compared to everybody else, the data was showing that Neville was overusing the handbrake. So they're trying to wean him off, you know, <laughs> and and that's one of the things about his style. He does use the handbrake mm-hmm. a lot, and that seems to work with the way that car is set up and the light back end on that mm-hmm. car. So I don't know if they they just try and take that away from him or mm-hmm. discourage him from using it. You know, is it like a golfer changing their swing? I don't know if it uh, affects the style. Uh-huh. That's for sure. That is for sure. And you yeah. you mentioned about road position. I don't think that's fair. No, no, I didn't. No. Because and and I know you weren't, but I know yeah. some of the media was uh you know kind of mm-hmm. trying to use it as an excuse to to belittle the performance, but Loeb and Oje come back on on our part time program, so they yeah. get great road positions now that's as well. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a fair thing to, yeah. to for some of the media to have thrown that out as oh yeah. well that's why Brain's doing a good time. Yeah. It's not you know he just he just never Craig is on in the zone. There's nothing like it, you know, and that, you know, it's a happy, it's just a completely different character. We've seen how down the dumps he got last week and his impassioned speech, you know, talk at the end of the last stage, you know, don't ever let anybody put you in that dark place, you know, and that just shows where he was last year. Uh, you know, great to see it back. And, you know, well, I, it, it, that's as much as we really can say in that at this point, you know, yeah. so. Um, but then, you know, the Toyota's, um, I don't know, <laughs> Evans, Looked a bit lost once again after show, you no know, strong showing on Monday. Uh, the world champion, yeah, uh, hard to know. Um, he showed flashes of brilliance, some cracking speed, and uh, maybe a wee bit of bad luck along the way too, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit of bad luck, and then again on the Sunday, I don't know whether, I don't know whether he was putting a good spin on it or you know what the story was, but. It was kind of like he he wasn't fussed and going for the powerpoints. He kind of was looking at Mexico, thinking I don't want to be first on the road. Mm-hmm. Playing well, was he playing a game? Genuinely playing a game, or yeah. was that just a, you know something to throw out there as I say, a bit of a spin? It's hard to tell. Yeah, because you know if it, if it was thinking of Mexico, it was a, a fascinating bit of it was an insight into his brain that he he can you know think like that in the heat of the battle. Do you really? <laughs> you know, because like there was. You know, third place was there for the taking, really, with after the Hyundai team orders, and to still have that wherewithal to say, just calm yourself and settle your, and you know, and where probably the roving pair of old would have been, let's go mm-hmm. for it and try and claim, you know, get the, the maximum points in the power station, claim the third place, you know. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you can imagine like there was very little in it once the team orders kicked in. There was very little in the time between between Craig and um, what do you call it, Cali Roven Power. So you, you kind of would have thought Roven Power would have had the bit between his teeth and gone for it. Yeah, but doesn't doesn't have appeared to have no, you know no. put everything into that run. Yeah. Um... So I think without further ado, I think we'll cut across over to uh, you caught up with James Fulton and just, you know, the pure joy of that. Now. So over to James. James, firstly, congratulations. Um, second place, WRC Rally Sweden. It's only your second time to do a WRC event in a Rally 1 car. Has it sunk in? You know, does it seem real or is it or is it a dream? Um, yeah, it's starting to, starting to sink in a bit now. It's... Yeah, it's been it's been a hectic few days, but um, yeah, it's starting to look back and yeah, it's starting to sink in and it's all starting to seem a bit real, but still, uh, still quite a still quite mad all the same. Um, and what was the feeling like just before the start of the event? Obviously, Craig seemed more confident, a bit happier, having gone back to Hyundai. You know, the, the the testing that you did seemed to be quite positive, and there was some good footage, you know, online. Everything seemed to be flowing quite well. So, what was the mood before you you, you hit the start ramp? Yeah, we were definitely. It was the, the mood was good. Um, we were we were confident for sure. We had a really good test, really really good test, and uh, yeah, it was actually the test was just the week before, um, the end 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 of the week before the rally, so it was all quite close, and it was you know everything was good, and yeah, we were we were definitely confident, and with a lot of preparation done behind the scenes for the last few months, myself and Craig, and we've been doing a lot of work to be fair, and notes and everything and it's just giving us putting ourselves in the best position we could and yeah we're definitely confident but at the same time we weren't getting carried away or yeah yeah getting too much uh uh let's say over overly confident but um yeah it was everything was good um you know end of stage five you were in the lead you were 7.7 seconds ahead of tannic was that a surprise to you guys or kind of no you 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 felt that's that's where you 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 should have been you know uh, to be honest, no, it wasn't a surprise. Um, would have been probably a little bit annoyed if we weren't at that stage because we knew Friday it was a row position, which was well documented that the row position was going to be held. So we knew we had to take advantage on Friday and to be in the mix. And um, yeah, we targeted some stages and we all had our homework done and stuff. So uh, yeah, it was it was it was part of the plan. Let's say. And then got into Saturday and again fighting with Tanak and you started to inch ahead of him um, mm-hmm. by the end of the morning loop. But then the afternoon loop, what do you call it? You had your issues with a hybrid. Um, kind of how, how badly did that affect things? Yeah, we Saturday we, we decided it was just going to be a continuation of Friday's uh, speed and everything. So, yeah, it was always going fine. We knew there was, everything wasn't going to be. Every stage wasn't going to be perfect. So, okay, we had our issues with the delamination and that... Um, we could have lost more time with that, but like Tanik had his his issues with the delamination too. So third stage on Friday was a stage that ran last year, and it's quite a unique stage. It's, yeah, it's a really committed stage. So uh, Craig didn't actually do it last year because he had retired that stage. So we knew the other guys would have done it, but um, yeah, that stage okay, we lost a bit of time in it, and then uh, the last stage of the evening was the. Umia stage, which was pretty much junction and straight, junction straight. So, uh, yeah, the hybrid definitely hampered us in there with the 
on the straights with getting the power and stuff. But uh, yeah, we managed the best we could. We didn't get too annoyed about it. What, what could we do? It was, um, yeah, you're going to over a long weekend rally and you're going to have issues. And but you mentioned the delamination that happened on stage 13, but it's also affected EP. He had the same issue when he went off and got stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a bit of a shock to come around the corner to see EP beached? Yeah, he was actually on the last corner. So, uh, yeah, we had about, I think we had four Ks. We, we, we had the delamination. So it was just about getting to getting the end of the stage without doing what happened. EP, like going off. To do like keeping it on the road, you know, and so yeah, Craig done a good job to try keep the speed as high as possible without um running the risk of going off the road. So yeah, we seen EP. We were actually slowed down quite a bit for it because we were waved down by up by people on the road. So um yeah, we uh yeah, I mean we just had to get the wheel change and stuff. So we kind of didn't didn't really uh think about think about him too much to be honest. Would you have lost much time, you know, slowing for 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 Lappy being off, or or really you were slowed anyway with the 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 tire issue? Yeah, yeah we were slowed anyway, but as well as that, there was people waving us down, so it's on it's on the onboard. But um, yeah, we slowed a bit more, but it was yeah. Uh, you don't know when the people are waving you down. You know what there's cars in the middle of the road or what way it is. So uh, yeah. yeah, probably would have been more of a more effect more of a effect if we if we hadn't the. Uh, uh, denomination were coming in there uh, a lot faster it would have been yeah it could have been more of an issue with time loss etc and then Sunday good start to the morning um, then we got to the power stage and just before it obviously team orders kicked in to support Thierry um, you know what do you call it I suppose what was the approach to the power stage was it was it you know steady and, and, and keep it safe or was it to try and go for maximum points Um. Yeah, we did got the team orders, which was okay. That's that, that's the that's the game we're in now with the high part season and that it's uh, it's just it's just part of it. But uh, yeah, it, it left us with Robin Pear only six seconds behind us going into the power stage, and everyone knows what he can do in a power stage when he turns it on. So um, yeah, we had to go as 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 fast as we can to maintain the podium because it was critical for I only did that they needed the two cars in the podium so. Um, yeah, we uh, approached it not to, we weren't really thinking about passage points to be honest. Um, it was just to drive as best we can, as fast we can to keep Robin Pereira behind because I suppose that stage had been a bad stage for us all weekend. It, that was the fourth time that, well, okay, the parts of it were ran four times over the weekend and it, we had a great run on that stage all weekend. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to be as clean as possible and fast, not make any mistakes, but be as fast as possible. So, Yes, uh, didn't work out as the team hoped, but uh, um, and, w- and when did you guys realize that things didn't quite go to plan? Um, on the finish, just on on at the at the finish line on the when he came to the interview, I actually didn't know because I had some helmet on. I knew we were okay and we were safe. Uh, Robin Paris time because I actually had uh, he had finished the stage before we started, so um. And we were okay, as in we kept him at bay, which was the main objective. But uh, I didn't know Thierry had made a mistake, which was unfortunate. Um, I suppose you hadn't made that mistake, then uh, it would have worked out. But uh, yeah, t- what could we do? It was we don't wear asked if one of those things. Uh, just the way the weekend went. But uh, um, the team were the team were okay. They were they were happy. They were happy. They got their their uh, 
double podium. So it was, yeah, everyone was, everyone's a good spirits. And, you know, obviously for yourself, you know, fantastic to get second rather than third place. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's obviously second is better than third, but, um, yeah, we know we have to play the team game now. It's, that's, that's what we're there for. And you just have to accept these things. So I probably, probably had kind of had accepted and we were, all we were focused on was, to be honest, was keeping Robin Bear behind and going into the last one. So we were, uh, yeah, yeah. Second is great, yeah. But yeah. I'm happy to throw it. Yeah, second is is brilliant. But then, saying that though, there was over the weekend after leading for so long, there's a part of me that you know what could have been. It's you're disappointed you didn't get the win also. But uh, yes, it's one of those things. Suppose it makes you hungrier for the the win next time. Yeah, for sure. It's it's you're just you're just mad to get back at it again. Like uh, look forward to the next event and start working for it already. And what do you call? It? I know uh, what do you call it in Japan, and that Paul Nagel was helping and and get you set up and sorted with the team. And that how 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 long was it before Paul was on the phone? Uh, I was actually on the phone to him throughout the weekend, message here and there, and uh, uh, yeah, was, uh, we got back. We actually got back into the hospitality after in, we put the car in park firm and after final stage, and we were Craig, Craig rang him then, so it was <laughs> wasn't too long before, but um. Yeah, Paul will be Paul will be with us now. I'm sure for uh, the next few events helping out. He just he wasn't able to go to Sweden, so he's going to be a part of the team still. And as we saw, it was a win for M Sport with, with Tanak taking the win. Um, and obviously, you know, a bit of a swap there where where Tanak came from a Hyundai and and you guys moved for M Sport. Mm-hmm. Did you get to chat to any of the M Sport team, Rich or anybody else? You know, did they come up to you? Yeah. Um... Chatting to a good few of the mechanics and the engineer, the uh, actually Jamie gave me a text. So I texted him, he's Jamie, uh, you know, Jamie, he's free, he's uh, Tanax engineer, he's a really good guy. And a good few of the mechanics actually met Rich as well. And um, yeah, congratulated them and they congratulated us and everyone. Yeah, it was good. And I actually seen, seen them out that evening in the in Yumiya that evening in the restaurant. So uh, yeah, they're all they're all delighted. All, a lot of them guys and girls work really hard, so it's uh, yeah, had a you know it's been a while since I got a win, so it's good to see them. Good to see them smile. Grand. And then obviously moving to the next round, Mexico. You're not in the lineup, so will we see you and Craig out in uh, Croatia? Eh, uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, hasn't been announced yet, but um, the yeah, possibly Croatia. It's uh, an event that Craig's on twice already. So um, yeah, but uh, firstly we've we have a uh, Faf. ERC the first round of the Portuguese championship now in three weeks and uh yeah we are we're focusing on it now it's uh it's the first round of the of our program in the rally two car so yeah looking forward to it it'll be with a sports new team there a bunch of really good guys and girls so it's uh looking forward to that and then we actually leave FAF on the Sunday evening to go to me- me- we fly to Mexico then to Recce so we're doing the Recce in Mexico so we'll be there and yeah we'll take it take it one at a time and yeah it's uh, most Portuguese championship start as well so it's going to be quite busy and uh, yeah looking forward to it all and you're undertaking the full Portuguese championship is it this year yes uh, it, I think it's eight rounds but one of the rounds clashes with I think Finland and if we're doing Finland we won't be doing we'll be doing Finland in, in, it'll take priority the WRC program takes priority over the over the Portuguese championship so um, yeah probably just be seven rounds at the, but um, yeah still it's a uh, 
it's good and um, looking forward to it as well. Yeah, huge thanks to James for for coming on, having a chat, and uh, you know, fantastic performance by by James and and Craig. And speaking of fantastic performances, I also caught up with Will and Liam. Yeah, our JWRC winners from Sweden. You know, absolutely. I, isn't isn't that a lovely thing to be able to say? <laughs> so, William, Liam, congratulations, JWRC win. Sweden's been kind to you. Last year you had a third place, and now this year you have a first place. Has it sunk in yet? Liam, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I don't think it's sunk in yet, Connor. It's um it's been a bit of a roller coaster there for the last ten days. But you're right, like Sweden has been good to us. We had a great run there last year when uh, finished third and John Armstrong won that won that round. So um we enjoy driving on on snow and Johnny Greer texted me actually after the rally saying we're, we're pretty much snow experts now. So I don't know if it'd go that far, but we've um, we've clocked up a few kilometers in this past sort of twelve months on the snow. And uh William, obviously we 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 spoke before Sweden and you'd done the, the little bit of preparation, you know, you you had the the one day event and and do you think that really helped set you up um, you know, to get the car set up and yourself set up for, for the snow? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, when we started the rally in Lima if you compare the driving from the first stage there to the last stage of the rally you know it's quite different and it sets you up then going to the WRC event and then on top of that obviously you can try things with a car and then bring those setup changes and in, into the M Sport car so yeah look we find the we find the snowbanks a couple of times in Lima um so I think that's um yeah it's better to find the limits there uh, and then get set up before you go in the to the WRC event and, and not make the mistakes there yeah and and Liam you know obviously hunting out the DVDs and the in-car cameras did you have a lot of of work to do before the event itself yeah I mean there's so many things now you can do to research these rallies before you get there you know, there's there's all live, which everyone is using at the minute. So, um, yeah, we went over a lot of things, and there were some new stages though for Sweden WRC round this year. Um, so there's only so much you can do on that. Okay, there's organizers' videos, but sometimes it doesn't give you a true reflection of of the way the road will be and the snowbanks will be. So you just try and cover every angle and, and try and do as much homework as you can before you get there. I mean, we headed out a couple of Thursdays ago for Lima. And we had to do our preparation for that as well because like that's the first round of the Swedish National Championship. It's 130k. It's a proper rally, like um, two 30k stages. So between the event preparation for that and um, the WRC round up in Umeå, um, we had yeah, we had a lot to do. But in order to try and eke out a few seconds here and there, you know, that's the type of work you have to be doing. And, you know, obviously going and doing the event in Lima, you know, it's about getting the practice and getting the experience and the seat time. But, you know, you want to be competitive as well. So how, how did you kind of get that balance, Liam? And, and, you know, where were you benchmarking yourselves, you know, against the locals? We had a good run in Lima last year when, when we were headed out and, and Josh McLean done the rally as well last year. Um, they put us into the national category, which had like Evo 9s, like Group A cars. So uh, like you can gauge against them. But I suppose in the WRC, they're gauging the Rally 3 cars off how many seconds per kilometre from rally two times you are. So that's what we're kind of using for Rally Lima. But look, we had a, a difficult first stage. We caught the car in front of us who had a blown turbo. That kind of ruined our overall result a wee bit. Um, still managed to finish 10th, but really it was just to rack up the kilometers. And as William said there, you know, it was really to test our settings for the next weekend. And 
William Rally Sweden, you know, by the end of, of, of the Friday night, you were 30 seconds ahead in the JWRC. And I know on the, on the Friday that they run the, the classic rally as well. So when you get to that second loop, how bad are the ruts? How how, how cut up is the ice, you know, where you're running down in, down the field? Some of the stages are okay. And then some of the stages aren't great and they get very cut up and then they get down to the gravel and as soon as the stud you know uh makes contact with the gravel it just gets destroyed so um yeah the tire doesn't last so long uh, on that sort of surface and the stages are that fast that whenever you start to get a bit understeer you know at uh, 100 mile an hour or um you know top speed in fifth gear it's not so nice so yeah, you just have to be cautious, and uh, I think we did quite well with our tire plan. Um, we had Marcus there from DGM who who helps us with that, and you definitely have to be smart. You know, it's very easy just to throw tires at the car at every service, and um, you could quickly run out of them. You know, towards the end of the rally, so you have to keep that in mind. And I think we did quite a good job of that in in Sweden. And that that tire preservation, how do you how do you balance that? Because obviously, you know, if, if you're in the d- deep of the ruts. You're, you're pulling studs out with the gravel so but you can't really risk driving outside of the ruts so how, how do you find that you know a, a safe way to preserve the tires but also keep the speed up it's very difficult to be honest um you can't come out of the rut you, ha- you have to stay in the rut so um i suppose it's maybe trying to be a little bit less aggressive when you're on acceleration or on on the brakes but to be honest it, it's very difficult and you know everybody's um, tires sort of follow the same pattern and it's be unusual for you to destroy them you know a lot more than your competitors so everybody is faced with the same problem and um, I suppose if you can stay away from punctures or you know having any excessive tire wear it's it's not the end of the world and as I say everybody's sort of in the same boat and then Liam Saturday afternoon you went from a 40 second lead after stage 12 to find yourselves 19.7 seconds behind haven't had the issue with the bonnet. Like, what was the mood or the feeling in the car when that happened? Well, there wasn't much said for a while, to be honest. But look, I suppose we had to, you know, these things happen. The bonnet came up. We lost, I can't remember what it was in that stage. And then, you know, we went into the next stage having sort of, we tried to fix the car up a bit and, and get into the next stage. But we spun in the next stage as well. But the FIA regulations state that whenever the screen's cracked, you have to wear the goggles. And, and that's not the most comfortable position to be in. Um, so I think William had a, he was fighting with his goggles on, on one of the stages and mine were steaming up a bit. So, you know, yeah, we knew that we dropped the time, but it's a, it's how you bounce back after that and how you deal with it. So we, we didn't, we didn't jump up and down. We didn't get overly excited. We just knew that we had to knuckle down then, you know, on Saturday evening, yeah, as you said, we we're 19 down. So, um, as William mentioned there, if it wasn't really for that tire strategy that, that Marcus worked out with us, you know, we, we really would have struggled. If we had fired all the tires at it by then, you know, Sunday would have looked differently. Um, and the Sunday stages were a wee bit longer than a normal Sunday in WRC. So I suppose you could say we're fortunate that way. But no, nah, like we were focused and we went back to the house on Saturday night and, you know, went over our recce footage, went over our notes. Um, and we just really focused down on, on the job we had to do the next day. And William, you know, you Saturday night, 
you know, you, you are where you are, you're, you're, you're down in time. There's only three stages. Liam said they're slightly longer than the normal, but it's still only three stages. And there's always that risk. One could be blocked or cancelled or something. So were you optimistic it was possible to do it? Or, were you know, where, where was the head at? We were definitely going with the intention to try and get the time back. But I think both of us were sort of quietly thinking that, uh, it wasn't possible that there just wasn't enough uh, kilometers left but as I say that didn't change our mindset that we were going with we were definitely going to try and take as much time back as we could um, as Liam says I suppose the mood wasn't uh, fantastic on Saturday evening uh, after a lot of hard work to try and get the gap but yeah we did everything that we normally do we had a good look over the notes um, and the stage on Sunday morning was, as Liam says, quite fortunate that it was, I think it was 25 or 26 kilometres. Um, it didn't get very rutted. The surface was good. Uh, it was an enjoyable stage. Uh, I said to Liam that I think we both would have rather have went in and done a third pass of it than go into the power stage, just with the conditions there. So in a way, it all clicked for us. We got into a good rhythm. It wasn't, you know, we, we didn't want to put the car off either and, and then lose second place because that would have been, you know, even more frustrating. So it just it all clicked we had a good run i don't think we were, we were expected to take that much time back so it meant then the race was on for the next stage and uh, i suppose i thought that maybe you know lauren was maybe just a little bit too cautious and that after he had had a, a recce over the stage he was going to be able to go a, a lot quicker and i didn't think we would get the eight seconds then back on the second pass but uh we had another clean run and, and we managed to do it so it, uh, it set the power stage up then for um, an interesting finish. And Liam, the power stage, parts of it have been used, you know, quite a bit throughout the weekend. Like what what condition were the, were the, was the stage actually in? Yeah, so the, the power stage was 10 kilometres long and the last 5k had been used twice before. So, you know, from, from 5k on, it was it was quite rutted. Um, we had used that other first 5k the night before as well, but... The last section, which you know you saw on the TV, that, that was quite bad. But um, I suppose we knew we actually had a good time on, on the last split when you were quite strong. Um, when knew our weakness would be on on the first part of the stage, so we tried to minimise that. Didn't really go that well because I think the first corner we overran a wee bit, so we're sort of um, on the back foot from from the first corner onwards, but. You know, people were texting saying, you know, the, the times on Sunday must have been crazy and all this, but it wasn't really like it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely fast, but it wasn't out of control. It was it was in a good rhythm, as William said. So going into the power stage, you know, we, we knew we didn't need to get carried away. We just needed to do a good job. And, you know, thankfully, we were able just to hold on at the last. And William, I suppose, how long after crossing the finish line did you realise you know, you'd won and by, you know, a tiny margin, you know, it was 0.6 of a second. Uh, it's actually a good question, that. Um, we crossed the finish line and there was a little bit of confusion. Um, when we rolled up to the stop line, uh, Lauren and his co-driver were celebrating that obviously they had thought they had won. So, yeah, it wasn't obviously nice for them. And obviously we thought we were second. So, um, yeah, there was a little bit of confusion. But then quickly after the stop line, when we got round to the holding area, we saw the times and, Liam started to get a phone call, I think, from my dad, and um, then we realised that we had we had got it. So, yeah, there's you know, it's not every day in rallying that uh, you have a good day. There's lots of bad days. Um, so, you know, we're just delighted that we were able to get the win, and we got a couple of podiums last year that 
Um, you know, even those are so difficult to come by in the JWRC. So to get a win and then to get it after the setback that we had had, it just made it all the sweeter. So uh, as I say, it'll not always be as, as sweet as that, but um, I'm delighted that we were able to come back and, and enjoy it while we can. And look, obviously, there's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes, you know, and and getting you to, to each event, etc. So uh, it must have been fantastic for your sponsors and for MI Academy as well, you know, with the result that you, you, you got from Sweden. Definitely, you know, we've been in the championship now. This is the third year and the, the academy have been with us from the start. So we're always working with them. And, you know, Alan Harry, the, the mental strength definitely came into play in the last 24 hours of the rally. Um but say, you know, all the guys in that championship are doing the same thing. They're all doing the notes the night before and they're all working on their fitness and everything. So it's, you know, everybody's looking for a way to improve and they're all at that level. So, you know, we're under no illusion that now for the next few rounds, they're only going to get better and we need to just try and stay at the top of our game to hold them off. And Liam... Next round of the JWRC is Croatia. So what is there, I suppose, what's the preparation in advance of that? And is any plans to get a bit of um, more seat time before that event? Yeah, that would be the plan, Connor. I mean, we we're talking about that on, on the flight on the way home. And I mean, it would be nice to do some rallies in Ireland um, in preparation for Croatia. We sort of miss rallies in Ireland. We haven't been rallying at home so much. So uh, there's one or two big ones coming up in Ireland. So um we're maybe going to try and get to that, but not not finalised yet. But would like to. Um, Croatia is a very specific tarmac. You know, it's it's not like any other tarmac really. Um, a wee bit representative from Ireland in that there's a lot of mud dragged out, um, but the the surface is actually quite slippy even in the dry. Um, we've been there twice before and sort of know the profile of the stages. But okay, last year we, we had a bit of a we clipped a clipped a wheel off early on in Croatia last year in the fog. Um, but we'll do the same again. We'll we'll look at our notes from last year. We'll look at the, the footage, um, and just try and put ourselves in the best positions possible. So, look, obviously, you know, you're away from home quite a bit at the rallies, and you know, you're you, the likes of Sweden, etc. But we're all following the rally from home here, and we're watching WRC live, and we're we're you know we're on Twitter and Dirtfish and all the other sources. What's it like, you know, are you aware of the support you have when, you, when you're away from home? Yeah, definitely. Um, although I think on the last few stages, I was trying to only look at my phone for the information that I need to have um, to try and uh, stay focused. But there's without a doubt that, you know, you're getting messages from people that you're not even, you know, usually talking to. And you see all the content online that it's 100%. It gives you a bit of a boost. Um, and you know, you want to do it to to bring it back home and, and keep everybody happy. But um, the support that you get, text messages and comments, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, it's, um, I never thought that there was that many people watching until you see uh, all the messages after the rally. And it uh, definitely took me quite a while to try and get back to everyone to thank them. Yeah. And Liam, I'm sure when the mood was a bit low on Saturday evening, you know, the, the, the support from home helped. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a few people that I was texting on Saturday evening, you know, and they were very supportive. Um, you know, Alistair Fisher was texting because, you know, basically he's been in that position before as well when he was in the JWRC. So the support you get from home really means something. Like whenever you're away for so long and, you know, you need sometimes you need that bit of a lift um, like we got on Saturday. So, yeah, you know, like the Greer family are always very supportive and they're always giving us advice. And, and as we mentioned, Marcus earlier, so 
to have all that support and to have such a good weekend for for Irish rally and like for Craig to have his result and you know what a, what a way for Fuzzy to to get his first podium and it was just really good really feel good factor there on Sunday evening and you know it uh, makes makes you proud to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, fantastic story from from Will and Liam and oh my goodness, it so could have gone the opposite direction. But for them to pull back that back and win by 0.6 of a second, it's just incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's lovely to hear there, Liam saying about, you know, the likes of Alistair Fisher and Johnny Greer and then guys, you know, texting them and offering them encouragement. You know, we keep forgetting just how small the community is and how big and how everybody pulls together, you know, and the, things like that obviously helped to lift them on the Saturday evening. Um, also at the weekend, we had the Raponian rally in the UK and Adrian Hillington and Ronan Neal took a fantastic third place uh, in the, the British Historic Championship, the first round of it. So um, I caught up with them two guys and I started off by asking Adrian, had you a good event at the weekend? Probably one of our best days, Ronnie, in, in fairness. It, it was a perfect weekend, railways and everything else, you know, when things went well. We were a wee bit apprehensive because last year, over than that particular rally, it was a bit of a disaster. It was kind of first round of the championship and uh, it was probably our last round of the championship as well, the way it went first, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I suppose it, it, it's one of them kind of things. You can't win a championship in the first round, but you can lose it if you do if you get a bad result, and it sets the sort of the tone for the rest of the year. Yeah, that has took it's took me a long time to learn that, but I think <laughs> I, I think I finally learned it. <laughs> and Roland, from your point of view, uh, like classic stages, classic rally, I'd say you're delighted with the result. Oh, I know it, it was pretty good to be fair. Um, we had obviously done them stages last year, and they used that same territory in the track road. We had a good run there, twenty nineteen, I think it was. But um, that's that's one of the good things about about the historic series with the with most of the rounds. There's even when you go into Wales, there's a lot of them using like famous rallies, EV stages, like Garthianog and Daifi, and everybody's always heard of them stages, you know. So it's really nice to be able to say you've, you've been over them a few times, you know. Yeah, I like you know it, growing up, you remember the RAC rally used to be on, like, you know, every night. And to hear the, the, the names of those stages, it just brings back so many memories. You're thinking of, you know, Kenton and, you know, Toivon and Vatten and all those guys drove down them stages. Like, Adrian, I know yeah. you're like a BDA fan. Like, to go down them stages in that car must be pretty iconic. I like Yale Rig and, and Crompton are, are two of the best stages I've ever been on, you know. They're, uh-huh. they, really suit, they really suit my style of driving, you know. They're very fast and flowing and uh, probably not just as tac- technical as the last stage that like, uh, Gail uh, was, Gail, is it Gail was, or whatever it's called. It's a wee bit, the third stage of the loop was a wee bit more technical, and our fourth going through it, we weren't that good in it, but thankfully the last eight, 10 through it were, were reasonably good, you know. Uh-huh. And the, 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 com- you know, the competitive nature of that historic championship, like, it's the, it's the, the two guys in the car that can make such a difference, because the, pre- the cars are pretty much all built to the same, you know, they're built to the same specification, but they are very similar in terms of performance and all. There's no major, you know, differences in the, in the car set. Yeah, no, I was just saying that to somebody this morning I was speaking to. Um, you know, you're standing at the start at the start line and there's, there's nobody out adjusting suspension or worrying about tyres. Everybody, everybody's driving the same thing, more or less, uh-huh. you know, in, in your particular category. So it's, it's very evenly matched. It's, it's all down to the driver and the navigator on the day, like how you perform. That's for sure. And like Roman, from your point of view, like it's almost like a the old one make championships of old, you know. And to to get that extra performance, you just have to do a quite a wee bit of work before you get to the rally. It's not just rocking up and jumping in the car and going. There's a lot of work involved. 
No, that's true. Yeah, and I suppose we're lucky in the sense that we, we live very close, so we can you know go get get look at the DVD a few times during the week or whatever the case may be. Um, like you're just working with a set of notes and a DVD and away you go, and that's it. But but one of the one of the things that, that I've really liked is that everything's a wee bit more relaxed. You know, we can get the book done on a Friday morning, nip over there. Uh, you know, scrutiny on a Friday afternoon. You know, Saturday morning. There's no drivers briefings. There's no part firmies. You get a start time, away you go, and you can have 40, 50 miles done at 3, 4 o'clock in the evening. You know, it's really, really friendly from a competitor point of view that way. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, like for you, like the BDA this year, it's, you know, is it a new car with the, you know, we see it's red now, it was white up until late last year. Is that a, a, a new build or is it the old car refreshed? No, that's the old car. It's just, uh, we thought we'd maybe try and change our luck a wee bit, <laughs> change the colour of things. So, um, so far, so good. It has worked for us, but Bill paid my pound to come here. <laughs> yeah, the, the the local one. You know, the, it's it's a funny rally. Everybody wants to do it, but it's one of them funny rallies. Like yourself and even Shane McGur. Oh, we say you don't have great luck in it, but you've great battles in it. Ah, it usually goes. You know, the first couple. It's like every. It feels like every other rally nowadays. The first the first stage is is uh, completely decisive. Like if you get a couple of good stage stage times under your belt, you get your tail up. Whoever does that, it's very, very hard to very hard to chase down after that, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's it is a sprint. It's not a very long rally. I think it's only thirteen mile or thirteen and a half mile the loop. So you're talking only twenty six mile, which which is half of what we did on Sunday. But it's a lot more intense. As Roman says, it just won't be as it won't be as laid back now. No, and like you, you know, Jenkin is like one of those stages. I talked to Tommy Nugent uh, the other day, and he was saying it's one of those stages that. There's time to be lost in it, and there's also time to be gained in it. It's it, it can change the loop of it a wee bit, so it's not just the driving the same stage all the time every year. Yeah, no, so I think it's back yeah. the, the opposite way from last year, and this year, yeah. um, which I would prefer probably. But no, there's so many places where you can get time. There's there's two or three particular sections that are very open and very, uh, you know, if you let it, let go at it, you can you can make a bit of time on it. And then there's an awful lot of technical stuff on it as well, where you can lose a lot of time by. By overdriving and getting out off the off the lane, you know. So mm-hmm. it is a place that you can win and lose a bit. The Jackets probably is the stage where you'll win and lose the ride. Mm-hmm. And like you know, you have the class fourteen car, you have the historic car. Is there a preference, or are you happy to jump in and out either at this stage? Well, I suppose we're trying to we're, we're we're comfortable in the in the in the historic car now after last week. So our plan was to take the the the, the two point five car. Two five miles time, but then when we got you know when we got into the the BDA last week, it just came came back to us right away, and we were uncomfortable from the very start, you know. And so when we we're heading out to the last days, we thought we had a conversation about that, and it was going to be it was always going to be the BDA, yeah. hopefully. Uh-huh. And on the list, is there massive difference? And you know, like at the end of the stage, would there you know would there be like would there be places that would sit the BDA and places that sit the the two point five? Well, well, Jenkins, there is places on Jenkins that will suit the BDA, or sorry, suit the 2.5 car. But then again, there's places on Jenkins that will suit the BDA probably better than the 2.5 car, you know? So, mm-hmm. the one and a half a dozen of them, I will say. Tell us sorry. Every, probably every bit of the stage suits the same with yours, car. <laughs> You're getting excuses on early. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Ronan, from your point of view, um, is there any particular car, you know, there's probably nothing beats the absolute raw power of the 2.5, but 
But there's something about a BDA, it's the noise, it's you know, the, the history of the car. Is there any particular you, uh, any preference you have? Um, no, not really, to be honest, no. Mm-hmm. Um, equally as good. Probably, listen, you're always going to be blinded a wee bit when you've had a real good run. You're going to think, oh, that's that's the best ever. But, but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a reference. But no, listen, I suppose this last couple of years we've done most of the rally in, in a historic car. Um, rather than the modified car, so it's it's probably if I had to pick one now, I probably would say it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know that that was the first round of the championship. Good points in the the scoreboard. You know who, where does the championship take you this year? So next round after this is Rally North Wales, um, at the end of March, um, which again is a really really good event. It's some of them famous Rally GB stages I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, after that's the Plains Rally, another one based in Wales. Um, the next round after that is Ebbent, which is a tarmac rally, but it's based in the military ranges in Wales as well. It's a very, very specialised event. Um, it's it's one of them places you'd have to be going maybe 10 times before you get a handle of it. Um, and it finishes up with the Woodpacker is the third last round, and then Track Rod and Carlyle is right. complete. So seven, seven rounds, your best five scores to count. <laughs> And like Adrian, you know, you're saying before we hit the record button there that you know it's you've discovered now that you need to finish these rallies to get the points on the board. Will that be in the back of your head? It's not going to be balls to the wall. It's you know drive for a finish, but drive fast enough, obviously, to get good points. Well, I suppose on Sunday I seen that too, where I, where I had that attitude. I'm contradicting myself a bit here, but I had that attitude on Sunday at the start, and, and look what happened on the first two or three stages. You know the. They did take a they did take a bit of time out of us, although we were getting bedded back in again, I suppose, and, and, and we were rusty. But they were too as well, in fairness to them. But you know, uh, Chilman and uh, Elliot and, and all those guys. You can't afford to give them they can't you really can't afford to give them give them a head start on you or they're gone. They're like they're like the guys here, then that historic championship's very, very competitive and they're they're all good everybody's a good all the, the first the top twenty cars, everybody's a good driver, like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody and they've all we've all got equal machinery as well, too. Yeah. So uh, you really can't give them a head start. Like. Mm-hmm. And they, still, uh, still, my attitude is to bed in a wee bit and try and do a wee bit better in the championship. Well, I've probably <laughs> for a long time and I haven't, haven't done any trophies like that myself. <laughs> and like, you know, the, we keep hearing about the Irish Tarmac Championship, the historic guys, you know, the banter, the crack that goes on between them, you know, the, the stage ends and the stage starts and one thing and another. And like, the uh, you know, the English and Welsh guys come over here to do the championship and they love the... The friendly, you know, approach here, and then you just go over there. I just welcomed over there, and as it the same kind of relaxed vibe there as well. It's not all about you know looking at the DVD. It's not all about you know, uh, you know, tenths of a second here. You know, it's, there is a bit of crack between the stages as well. Oh, there is for sure. Hey, they're all they're all really good lads that we're racing against, um, and, and have done now for a number of years. And as suppose you could say someone's good enough friends. So no, if that is, I, I can't. See, I know we haven't done many tarmac rallies, um, in that historic car. I can't see the attraction of it. It is, it sort of is its own wee sort of, sort of click, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Adrian, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think the tarmac here should get a wee, you know, the tarmac historic rally here should get a wee bit more attention. Even run forced on the road or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think run at the back, run at the back. It's not getting, it's not getting the, uh, not getting the spectators that it should be getting because it's a good spectacle, you know. It's yeah. probably everybody's a wee bit more flamboyant and throwing it about a wee bit more than they are. But it's the lads up in the 2.5 class here on tarmac. Everything's so precise and down to the last last measurement. You know, if you 
if you spin a wheel in the wrong place, you're not you're you're a second out, and that's it's nothing out. The historic thing, the historic thing's a wee bit. Uh, I'm not saying it's less competitive, but I'm just saying there's a wee bit more room to to let your let yourself flow a wee bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I was chatting to Roland yesterday, and we talked about it. You know, like the, that that class fourteen and class thirteen as well. You know, if somebody, you know, finds a, like a new development or something, and like, you know, everybody has to get that new development. You know, and it, it it keeps driving the cost up and up and up. With the historics, this is it that can't get any better. You know, and like it it leaves it a very level playing field for everybody. It is, yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. Um. The two point, the, well, the, the, the modified rolling at home on tarmac, you know, as you say yourself, if you have an odd click on the suspension or you have uh, some way of keeping the car from rolling a bit more, you know, everybody has it. Everybody has it or has to get it. They feel they have to get it to be competitive, and they probably do have to. But um, there you just line up on the start line, and everybody's driving more or less the same car. There's, there's really no difference other than maybe it's a Sherwood or a John Dell. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's on a four-speed gearbox and somebody may be on a five-speed gearbox. But we're all on build schemes and we're all, you know, we're all non adjustable suspension somewhere or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a very level playing field. Yeah. And uh, the, this is going back a few years now. Uh, I spoke to you the last time you'd done the RAC rally, just before you'd done it. And it says, when did the prep begin for, you know, this year? And you said two years ago, sitting in the, at the side of the road, it was at stage three. Is, is this in the back of your head already, the RAC coming up at the, the end of this year? Well, I suppose that year, we, 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 you know, we didn't finish the rally. Last year, we had a great result. You know, mm-hmm. if, we, if we get back to the result that we had the last time in the RSE, well, it's going to be, it'll be something else for us, you know. Yeah. Um, But we, we are thinking of it. But I think we're initially, I think Roland will verify too. The championship's the main thing in our heads here at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're going yeah. to give it a day. Yeah. I think Roland, you know, the British Historic Championship, every year it's getting better and better, better supported and all that. It must be pretty cool to be you know have your name up there alongside you know the Elliots and McCormick's and of, of this world and be battling and see that you know be comparing stage times at the end yeah. no to be fair there's a great team Colin and Nicola Havenstall they run a great show they obviously they organise RAC rally as well I don't actually know how they have the time to do everything they do <laughs> but fair play to them <laughs> but um, it's it's no, a very good championship they keep everybody up to date the email regular newsletters you know, everybody gets a wee shout, no matter what car you're in or what category. You know, class winners from every event and everything. So media coverage and everything's very, very good. But no, as you're saying, great to be going racing boys like Marty and, and even I'm sure like said Paul Barrett and Jason Pritchard and Shane Price and all these guys. And I'm sure with RAC coming up, you will see sporadic appearances from some of them this year doing different events because everybody would want to go to the RAC and, and get as much seat time and as much miles as possible. Yeah, because you know the RAC has has it's becoming one of those events that you know it's almost on people's bucket list to do. You know, there's like the likes of Ocean Price who hadn't done an awful lot of historic rally and wants to be involved in. And there's other names, you know, and it seems to be getting bigger every time it runs. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a fantastic event. We can't. It's it's you sort of when you sit back and look at it, you you know, sitting, especially they released the outline route last week and. I think this year's is going to be the toughest by far, but it's nice to get your teeth in it. And I think, to be honest with me, from last year, you appreciate it more in the months afterwards. I think you'd probably be concentrating that hard before and during the event, and it's only afterwards you realise that, you know, when you 
sent back keepers up. That was a good achievement, you know, we've done well there. Um, so, no, it's, it's, it's one of them ones, you say, it's one for the bucket list. That's for sure. And like Adrian, I know last year, or the last time it run, Gary Noam, like, you know, co-driver for you, but your biggest fan as well. Gary and me, myself were in constant contact over that last two or three stages. Like, he was almost the third passenger in that car. Like, Gary has been, you know, he's stuck through you, by you, through thick and thin, and he was as delighted as anybody to see you guys getting that result last, the last time out. Oh, I would say, I would say, Gary, I would say that was very sore in Gary's heart. <laughs> and, and he, has, he has a, we have a new fan with Gary's son, Liam, as well. Yeah. He's become involved in the thing too, and he's, he's, he's worse than Gary. I think he's being worse than Gary. <laughs> um, no, I think it was nerve-wracking for a lot of people that were watching it, probably. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we, we didn't get to watch it. We had the easy bit. We got to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can flip between the historic car and the Class 14 car. You know, will you concentrate on the historic this year? Or could you see yourself maybe doing a few events in the Class 14 car again? Uh, probably, I probably will. The, at least the stages. It's not, not running very far away from us here. So we'll write out for a spin on that, you know. But... Mm-hmm. Being competitive in it is a different story. Like you know, the bays are you need to be in the seat all the time. Like, yeah. Keeping up, but we'll go for it. We'll go for a spin. We don't want to have that in the seat and not be able to use it. <laughs> and I, I keep talking to guys about you know the class fourteen car. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how often you're out in it. That first time you fire up the engine and the first time you give it the the bit, there's still you still get that thrill. There's there's very few other cars you get that kick out of. I know they are some piece of kit, like, and they, and they, they do everything. They do everything you ask them. Stop when you want them to stop, and uh, accelerate when they want to accelerate, and go around corners a lot faster than everything else. You know, they're they're a great car and a very safe car, and um, they're fantastic to get out. And the only thing is that you just need it to to get the time to put in the times against all the top men. You, you have to be out all the time, you know, yeah. which is a, which is a big commitment too. It is, it is. And like, you know, it's, it's been out all the time. It's, you know, getting the time from work. It's, it, you know, it's everything that, you know, it's the time for the reggies. It's not, you know, again, just rocking up and starting a rally. There's, you know, the prep. There's, there's everything that goes on involved in it as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're spent, I suppose, with a strike championship, as Roman says there. We leave home, let's either on a Friday evening or a Friday morning, and we're either back on Saturday or Sunday morning or Saturday night in our own bed, sleeping, you know, so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to beat that too and see it, it is easy and it does make the thing easier as well you know yeah and like and, and i suppose that is a difference you know like that championship as Roman said they're uh, you know run by the column and them guys they they know what competitors want and they tweak the and turn things around to to work for you know the likes of you guys they know you have a boat to catch they know they know that you're coming over and it's great that you're being made so welcome it's very 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 competitive friendly very mm-hmm. very well run like, I yeah. say. Well, but the RSE runs on the same basis as you know the uh, RSE is just like the whole year packed into one, more or less. Uh, yeah, and like you know, looking at that on the map, you think it, it's not possible. You know, like you know, you start in I think it's Scotland next year, and you know you're going away down to Wales. Like on paper, it looks completely bonkers, and maybe when you're doing it, it's completely bonkers as well. But it is, it is. I don't know. There's something very special about it that goes beyond even rallying. It's. It seems to have dragged in people who have been away from rallying for years. They still get dragged into that RAC magic. This year in particular, I think it's got to be better in the fact that it's starting on the Thursday and Thursday morning. Previous years, you've always started in the dark, you know, Thursday night. And it came a wee bit daunting, just first, first go out in the dark. I think 
a wee bit of a, a wee bit of time just to get settled in on the first day. You know, I don't think there's going to be any dark to maybe Friday or Saturday, um, and it'll just be a wee bit, a wee bit easier to, to get going. But even you know, right down to the last day, the Monday, which you'd imagine would be winding up, like there's eighty stage days in the Monday, um, on the last day, like that's 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 four or five miles down. Yeah, it's not. There's going to be a thing in the deal probably where we imagine the last day of each uh, any event is sort of winding down in the race is done, but I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Yeah, and like Adrian, from your point of view, do you have to work on your fitness and all that coming up to the RAC? Or you know, is there a different preparation going into that? Yes, the car is completely probably stripped and rebuilt and everything's as new in it. But is is there a different Adrian Hillington goes to the RAC rally compared to an ordinary rally? Oh, just as normal. Extremely fifty as in hand. But I suppose you need to get as much sleep as you can before it anyhow, because you don't get an awful lot of sleep when you're there. Uh-huh. You're up and you're up in the mornings early, and you do need to have a wee quick check of your DVD, which usually would take an hour. And you might have to be over in service for seven o'clock. So yes. by the time we get up and get that done, you're up every morning at the got to five o'clock or half four, mm-hmm. and you're rallying most evenings. I know the first couple of days. There's not that much nighttime rallying, but the, the next three, you or the next two, sorry, then between two, you're going to be you're you're not going to be back in bed till twelve o'clock after every night, you know. Yes. So it's very important. It's very important probably to get as much sleep as you can and, and, and eat as well as you can too, because the times that you're eating that, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you know in a rally like that that you don't never think about in single day rallying. You do need to eat properly, mm-hmm. and, yourself uh, hydrated and, and get plenty of sleep as well get as much sleep before the rally as possible you know yeah. with everything else that's going on so thanks to adrian and ronan there uh just great crack them two guys um that we'll keep an eye on them now as the, the season progresses over there in that british historic championship and you know the rac rally you know that is that's for those historic guys that's their only goal i suppose you know i also got the opportunity to catch up with graham henderson ahead of the first round of the northern Ireland championship Graham won the co-drivers championship last year, so we thought it'd be, you know, as champion, it would be nice to catch his, get his thoughts on, uh, you know, last year and then the year ahead. And then Graham also kindly picked out some of the highlights of his career to date. We certainly did, John. That was something I didn't expect at the start of the year to say, uh, you know, to expect uh, to sitting with the t- such a top class driver and uh, the, the range of cars he had, and it just started off really well for the second. Uh, overall in Kirkiston and uh, just progressed from there. It was just a steady run all year and good results and we kept everything together just to, to, do, to do the championship like and it worked out then for me anyway. I know Derek finished second and we'd like to congratulate to Johnny and Ron on the, the championship like so it was just nice for me personally to uh, come out with the overall title. Yeah because like you know the Northern Ireland Championship like it's well, through a bad time, but things are, you know, there's green shoots of, you know, things are starting to blossom again now, and it's great to see, you know, the rounds are being well supported, um, uh, you know, there, there's now a tarmac and a gravel championship, some people say it's a great thing, some people don't, you know, that's, you know, that's for another day, but the, the, the tarmac championship, there's a few rounds on the roads, there's, you know, there's a track events, there's, a, there's something there for everybody. There is, certainly is. Uh... Uh, including, I think there's another time I rode event this year. I know it was the Maiden Cities last year, so it kind of rotates itself, So, which is always uh, in the mix of things. So you, it's not only a track and circuit based, although there's the first two rounds, the normal rounds, and then I think the third round's the Maiden City down mm-hmm. in Shackleton. 
And uh, so there's, I think there's five events, and so the last two I think are, are road based, mm-hmm. and it, it certainly is great to you know to see the as you say the shoots. Uh, hopefully, you know a lot of competitors might like to come in, although not everybody registered. So there's always a good class of competitor uh, mm-hmm. comes to support the events. Yeah, and the, you know when people do tend to register for the championship, they tend to stick at it as well. Some other championships they come and they go, but the Northern Ireland Championship, the the you know, crews do tend to stick with it, maybe because it's, it is only the five rounds, and maybe that suits people's budgets and things as well. It does. That's that's a good way of putting it. Because uh, when when the forestry events were included on it as well, you know, you could say seven events. You know, it's it's tight enough going sometimes. You know, to get the budget together to to run them. To mm-hmm. run the car, but uh, no, it's uh, definitely it's 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 good, you know. If it's such me, uh, yeah. where you're not running, I know you're back uh, usually on the same night as, and you can go in the morning travel, so yeah. you know, which which suits my my style of rallying, my age. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and like you know, we have you know, Kirkson to start with Bishop's Court, then uh, the Maiden City, as you said, and then you know, the two road events, and like the, the road events is. You know, it's great to see because it is. it's so long that it had been sort of like always went to the south for your road events and all. And either that or it was the circuit of the Ulster. But the, the road events in the north, they stand up to as good as anywhere else. Certainly, without a doubt, there are events that we run uh, as a closed uh, road in the north. Any of the clubs that run all the events are so well organised and great. Usually put on a, a real test for for, for everyone. Uh, just as a wee side, like I know uh, my own club that I'm involved in there, the Maiden City. There's uh, that was around the championship last year, and uh, you know, just talking about road events, and it was just nice to even be to be doing involved in that when you can actually start in one of the stages and look across and say, "That's where I loved." <laughs> you know, you can nearly see your house from from where yeah. it's just it's just so nice. But all the road events. You know, it's just we'd like to see a bit more, and unfortunately, with the the motorbike boys having their their own problems with insurance, which of course the the car man had as well yeah. a few years ago. Maybe and maybe it's, we may get another road closing order. Yeah, because yeah, it's always because, what they say: another one blows, nobody any good. You know, so um, that's correct. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and like you know, remiss of us to mention, you know, you mentioned Derek there. And like the variety of machine Derek had last year, like, yeah. I think it's fair to say you've been that's co-driving Lark for a few years now. You've had, <laughs> you know, you've had some great times. You know, is there yeah. four or five highlights that you look back and think, class, I was there, kind of thing. Ah uh, well, <laughs> this is my four. <laughs> this is my fortieth year, <laughs> uh, continuously apart from the COVID one. Like yeah. so, it's a bit of a milestone for me. Uh, of course, I've had some really good. Uh, events and some not so as we, we all do but yeah. I suppose this year we won in the, as I say we uh, with Derek we won, won the event over in Scotland like and it started off with that second overall you know so uh, that's just one but uh, 2019 was a big year for me was sitting with Stan Iyer we won the, the British historic the, the Cat 2 championship as mm-hmm. British champion so that was a big year and a lot of fantastic events in that you know, and to win the Ulster with uh, with Stanley was, uh, you know, it couldn't get any better. And, yeah. and old Stanley had said to me, and uh, that he'd never, you know, the Ulster had never been kind to him. But uh, we seem to, we've always had great results anytime we've sat sat together in the car, like. Yeah. 
And Stanley is one of the true gentlemen of, of, of rallying as well, too, you know. So. Absolutely, and we just we hope he gets back out very shortly again. I know mm. he'd, he'd done a couple of events last year, including Killarney, so we're just wishing no, he can get out and get back, you know, a bit more seat time again and uh, and give the rest of these historic men a bit of a run. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because he certainly is on tarmac, you know, that's the benchmark. Yes, and, and on gravel too. Like He has the speed wherever he goes, you know, it's not just... Absolutely. Uh, that's the great thing with Stanley. He can go anywhere, you know, within Ireland or the UK and be on the pace, you know, and it's not everybody can do that there. No, no, no. I know the the, the mark. Nah, exactly. That's one hundred percent. I know the mark one and, and mark two. There's a there's a wee bit of a difference, but uh, it's the man behind the steering wheel. That's for sure. That's that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. No, I was fortunate enough to be asked to, to sit as I say with Stanley and then with with Derek and then in twenty fourteen I had uh, that was a, a big year, both uh, good and bad. That yeah. uh, people would remember. So I got, was sitting with uh, Kevin Bradley at the time. Mm-hmm. And we for two since twenty twelve it was actually done Donegal in twenty eleven with him, mm-hmm. and then it was partnership joined him in twenty thirteen. So it was a massive two years, yeah, and he was the benchmark for the sixteen hundred modified mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. and we ended up uh, the Dunlop. I was the end up the Dun the Mark Two, uh, cool driver champion for that, yeah. the national event down mm-hmm. south. We started off with plans to do the two. Uh, just the border championship, but mm-hmm. we had a couple of wee <laughs> indiscretions, you could say, and they ended up actually doing the full championship then, the, the national one. And uh, we won, as I say, Donegal, the class in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was in 2014, and then it's just the way it ended. It was so sad, like, with you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, just like to kind of, uh, you know, dedicate that championship to... No, because the, that last event, unfortunately, that I done this year, to, to won the championship. That was the one that Ryan passed to uh, lost his life on. You know, so uh-huh. can I just dedicate that to you, Ryan? Because you know, being with him there that day and uh, the night before it, it just brought back a lot mm-hmm. of memories of that. I and the, you know, I, a young guy that was again full of you know, yeah, development. Yeah, uh, but such talent as well behind the wheel. He was. He, uh, he was starting to come good, wasn't he? But he he, was. there was a lot. There was so much fun in him as well. Uh, you know, so. And with Kevin, I think there was there was plans for Kevin to step back and take and Kevin was Ryan's next year. That was been the, the. He was going to start uh, to shine properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was I. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Just like and, and then and uh, as I say, twenty ten, it was the the Group M Northern Ireland champion. As well with the late Cyril Doherty and his uh, Subaru, mm-hmm. although I missed the last round that, that of that, and that was fortunate enough to win that there with him, mm-hmm. you know. So twenty ten, and uh, so that was kind of the big championship one. Obviously, he won class awards and yes. uh, and forestry events and Limerick, you know, things like that there. But always the the first overall was always seemed to. Missing from the, the resume, <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's now ticked off the bucket list. Yes, that's um, with uh, one in there. And, uh, I suppose the, the, the outright one, but that's mm-hmm. there now. Yes, can't be taken out of you. Yeah, and like, what was it that fired you, made you want to be a cool driver? What sparked the interest initially? Well, we living in the countryside, you were always hearing cars and navigation rallies, we're always uh coming up and down the past the roads and uh. Listening to you know the 
just everybody chatting, you know, and falling, and even on television, like I was lucky enough to go to uh, spectating Donegal when I was a school schoolboy, and just that, and it was just the names from from that era, and my, they could say Walter Roll, hello, everybody says Vatnan and Tyvan and all. Well, I thought Walter Roll was was my kind of hero, and uh, you know, as a driver. Because mm-hmm. he was the kind of the first man to won Monte Carlo th- three years in the shot and three different makes of cars, yeah. you know. And, and uh, but, but from a co-driving point of view, there was uh, the two Ronans, as they called them, Morgan and McNamee, back there. And you, you, I, you know, you always used to follow them and get the, the magazines as it was of the day and Motorsport News. And you know, there used to be a the Rally Sport yeah. back then magazine, uh-huh. and they used to give them, you know, whenever the British Championship was. And they just to give you, you know, every every driver and every crew used to get a wee spot in the numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you could have put on it. You know, see, it was them really that I had to know a lot of interest in and following them and all mm-hmm. the, the names and just uh, got involved. I joined my local motor club and with another fella, uh, David Craig, who used to rally as, as well, and uh, we started with him and. Uh, just progress from there. We twelve car navigation rallies get mm-hmm. lost, <laughs> which is probably Stanley would say you still get bloody lost. Stop it down there. You come out of a stage. Are we going right or left? Right on, man. <laughs> so that's that's always been. You always like doing a recce before to to know it, but yeah. no, I just joined the local motor club and done a couple of navigation rallies, including in the in the south as well. Just mm-hmm. and it's a great breeding ground. No, that's learning. You learn every day, uh, and that's been uh, I've been learning since that. Yeah, because like I've been know. so lucky doing this. You know that I've been able to speak. You know to like Terry Harriman, Ronan Morgan, well. Fred Gallagher. Yeah. You know all these guys, but they all go back to you know, the night navs and then navigation rallies. You know plotting yeah. them up. You know that that yeah. is that's where you learn your trade, and that is so vital. And you know, mm-hmm. young guys now, even Aaron Johnson, that's where he started. You know, that is the the road that you need to take. That's the first step in the ladder for anybody. Oh, that's I and like and Aaron was a, a fantastic to uh, go at that. But then you have Gordon Noble, like unbelievable yeah. on maps, like and, mm-hmm. and navigation, and even Rory, like still still out there. I would not not claim to be any weight. And their league it's all like and on plotting bass like but uh, there's a fellow like that I remember like and I was still friendly with him, like Declan Campbell. Ma- look, you know, if you go back and look at all his results and even the navigations of one of them and all. You know, some great co drivers still still involved, but uh, and and it's we just hope that uh, that, that and I just like to say well, what Niall Burns and what Rory Kennedy are actually doing now and schooling the young ones, that's an great you know that's and I just encourage anybody with a passion there to get involved to go to some of the classes uh, you know that's it's a great you know yeah. to learn you'll learn something new doesn't matter what and me too if i uh-huh. if i get time to go to one of them i'd love to yeah because like that is the whole thing you know the day you learn everything is the day you know you're, you're setting yourself up for a fall because every day oh. you learn something new don't you and that is absolutely right mm-hmm. uh, every day you're in a car like a, a, a driver's briefing my first donegal i was fortunate enough to do it was 80 87 and uh ronan morgan was asked at the driver's briefing like what what could any advice for for co-drivers or whatever and you know and still sticks with me today and i would say to any young boy coming on like if you ever get a chance to sit in the car do not turn it down 
do not turn down any opportunities because you learn from there. Uh-huh. You know what? It's, it's you're always learning something. It doesn't matter if you break down, go into the starter stage, but it's it's uh-huh. doing doing the prep, doing the prep before the rally, and during it, and uh, trying to make it as easy for yourself as you can to do and have not stressing but just even the talent of co-drivers we have now here in the north mm-hmm. and the south is, is unbelievable sure look look what uh, william craig and then craig and james it's unbelievable like you know and, and it really is. it's just the irish rallying it's so we're so fortunate that's for at sure. the moment Aye, and the, you know this it's only improving as well which is you know with the motorsport academy and all these things it's, it's getting better yep. and better all the time it is. I just wish we had one. had one of them in the north of here, yeah. you know, because uh, I know the the NICC or whatever couldn't uh, afford to run a, a driver, but even mm-hmm. uh, a co-driving school or something, you know, up here if we can get involved, with just to, you know, like there you have John Rowan, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and Josh working there now at World Championship level and mm-hmm. with the support of Rally Ireland or Motorsport mm-hmm. Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. that's a great. Ah, uh, just that's. I just wish it was 40 years younger. And what I found as well, that these guys with all this knowledge, and I'm sure you're the same yourself, you're very happy if somebody comes over to you and says, I'm not sure about this, or how do you do this? You know, that everybody is willing to share their experiences yeah. as well too. Which is uh, that, that, that's, that's the great thing about, about rally, like in general. You know, it's not like any other sport, like, you know, the, the, they want to kind of know football or whatever. They wouldn't tell you any of the tricks of the trade. Like every mechanic, and even in, in the cruise, will lend somebody else a spanner or whatever if they needed something, you know. And it's the same with uh, if you ask somebody a time, genuine 99% somebody will give you the correct time, you know. Yeah. The odd time, somebody will, will give you a rogue time or whatever. But, you know, and me, I would still ask uh, all the time, like, you know, and ask somebody, you know, just, and you know, it's it's the only way. Like until mm-hmm. you actually make a mistake, it'll you'll you know, and, and we're still we're all fallible. Like and me, part me too. Yeah. You know, you, just getting that dreaded time penalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know. Aye, there's always that worry in the back of your head. There's you always know, that worry. Have I done? And if you don't ask, like anybody will will help you. Like every definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that continues in the sport, and there's never any animosity between anybody. I know everybody's fighting for that last tenth of a second, yes. <laughs> or less now, hundreds of seconds. <laughs> second, yeah. And like, Graham, you know, you said you're going now to your fortieth year. Do you still get the same buzz every time you step into a rally car and pull them belts and pull the helmet over your head? No. I uh, well, yes. <laughs> yes, and, yes and no. Yes and no. Times you're in the car thinking you're, if you're going down 120 miles an hour down the stage, you think, what the hell am I doing on here? Like, you know what I mean? But, uh, yes, nerv- I would get more nervous getting to the stage, right. whereas I was I mentioned. But you see, once you... I, and every co-driver is the same. I have a routine that everybody knows that uh, any... If, until you're in the car, you know where your your road book is. You know where your notes are. You know where your pens are. You know where your watches. You know, and it's it's a process that you know. It's about all your prep work and getting, you know. And I still have the buzz. And once that goes, I, I like uh, I did. All those boys could slag me. They said you were supposed to be retired back, and uh, that was that was uh, after a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> It was a great idea at the time. <laughs> or, or, uh, or a bottle of Jameson's, as Adrian Hillington would tell. 
<laughs> so Graham may be lay off of the Jameson and not making any, any more plans to retire for another 40 years at least. You know. uh, this weekend, also on the Sunday, we uh, start the Irish Forest Championship in Killarney. And again, top class entry, look like fantastic stages going by all the reports. Hopefully the weather's getting to them down there this year. Um, we caught up with the runner-up from last year and number one on the road this year is Jordan Home. So without further ado, we'll hear from Jordan. I suppose we were happy. We had a good good run, Kevin. Uh, no no mechanical failures, which is good. So we managed to score good score good points in every round. You know we were never out of the top three, but uh, I suppose what we lacked was pace consistently. Kevin, they match Paddy. You know he had more ones at the end of the year, which didn't help. But uh, no fair play to him. He he took the one, and uh, we were runner up. But you know clean sheet this year. Uh, so hopefully we we'll go again. This year coming in now, we're starting off Clarny now at the weekend. Would you like to go one better this year? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose we're going to put one in the door for a start now, so hopefully <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, it's, we're looking forward to it, Kevin. It's, uh, they, they ran a really good rally uh, last year, a well-organised event, and uh, it's good to see it. it's been well-supported this year, you know, again. So I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, like, you know, it was tragic the way it ended last year, but, you know, the competitors was full of praise for, you know, leading up to the rally. You know, the good stages, good to see new stages, and as well as that, you know, like, it seems to be a rally run by rally people who understand what you, what you guys are looking for. No, no, I totally agree with you, Kevin. I, you know, they, they've certainly picked good stages, so they have, so, no, really looking forward to it. You know, there's definitely everything that you want in uh, a good gravel stage, you know, really wide and fast and 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 technical at the same time you know so mm-hmm. no, i really looking forward to it excellent excellent and you know and the weather this week touchwood so far has been good uh you know so that will help you know to pack in the stages as well too i don't know what the weather forecast for the weekend is but it would be nice if it stayed the way it was at the minute i hopefully so now i hopefully hopefully it'll be a good good event for everybody and uh everybody gets home safe yeah, that is the one for sure. And then you know the championship this year, you know it's looking good. They're, you know there uh, you go from here, you go on to the, the Moonraker, the Sean Conlon Memorial, uh, you know, and then it rolls on, you know, right through. And you know, I think the finishes up in October. Great to see the Irish forestry back in good stead again. I know, definitely good. Good to see it. Great to see it, Kevin. You know, um, but quite the past couple of years with no major sponsor or no title sponsor for the championship but uh, great to see Sligo Palace back on this year I know um, it's great to see for the championship to be well supported again so uh, hopefully it'll be a good year for everybody involved yeah like you know having as you say that lead sponsor back that you know we see what Sligo Palace do for the the border championship they you know they're great for promoting and you know getting the, the word out there um, and I think that's reflected in the entry list now at the weekend Fantastic top ten, you know the 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 rally five or R five rally two cars, is, is come on leaps and bounds, haven't they? In this last couple of years. Yeah, no, totally, totally, Kevin. It's great to see, you know, even uh, outside of uh, Forty Rally, you know, the way the R five car has come on and brought the, really brought Irish rally on. Uh, but no, there's there's maybe five or six guys there at the, this weekend uh, that are well capable of winning and R five machinery. Yeah. And like you know, how how do you find yourself adapting to it? Like everybody talks about the brakes, you know, it's the one thing that blows everybody's mind the first time they drive them them, them R five cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, do you feel that you're getting the best out of it now, or do you think that there's still a wee bit more to come yet? Well, there's definitely more to come now. I hope. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's I totally totally agree with you. <clears throat> Every time you get into it, it's it's hard to get your it's hard to get your head around. 
the, the how good the brakes are and how good the car turns and how, the, how good the car works. So no, 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 I can't complain. Yeah, and like you know, you're still in the the Fiesta, and probably on gravel, the Fiesta is still a very competitive uh, car. No, no, and tarmac as well. Yeah, <laughs> not capable. So it is. You know, we yeah. had to only had to look at Gary Jenner's run in Galway to see how capable the car is. <laughs> And uh, no, no, I've no, no doubt it'll be at the top again whenever we get to Killarney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you have uh, Adam Platt prepping, prepping the car for you. And like, you know, as you talked about last year, you get through the season, no dramas, no hassles, and the mechanical side of things. That gives you good confidence stepping into a car that you know the car's right below you. Oh, totally. Yeah, only only for Adam, you know, he's done, he's done a really good job on his team, done a real good job for us last year, you know, as I said, <clears throat> no mechanical failures and uh. You know, the car was perfect uh, at the start of every event and it was perfect going to the next event. Mm -hmm. And you know, we know what rallying is like. At, you know, it's an exciting sport, but it's also an expensive sport as well. You know, it, it's great to have good sponsors on board there for the likes of yourself too. Oh, totally. You know, you know, you know my father is a big sponsor of Premier Car Parts, but, you know, TOC and Curly Cars and, uh, yeah, yeah, good sponsors there behind us. So hopefully we'll do them proud this weekend. Yeah, because they all help, you know, keep the wheels turning in the uh, way up on the, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it all sometimes. That's for sure. And, like, you know, it's great to go back to Killarney. Is there any other events that, you know, that you look forward to or do you enjoy them all? I know, I just love getting out and going, going, going to rally care. And uh, going to rally care with my father, you know, it's pretty special. We both of us get getting a spun out. So, no, no, I just, I'm uh, really looking forward to Killarney. As I say, it's New Year's Day. And uh, I'm also really looking forward to the Moonraker and Cork Forest as well. Uh, mm -hmm. They're really good events down in Cork. Um, but, uh, you know, so we'll uh, see how we go. Excellent, excellent. I, you know, when you talk about, you know, spending the time in the car with your father, I've also been watching there on social media, like uh, your father has been driving a micro bike and uh, like, you know, the, some of the old track events and all. That's nice for you to be able to return the favour as well, isn't it? You know, so. oh, yeah, no, it's a special now, it definitely is. And uh, we have also the Kirkuston New Year's Day, or the Kirkuston Rally on Saturday as well. Uh -huh. So we're also attending and we're, we're going to that as well. You should do the double header. <laughs> yeah, the double header, we'll try it anyway. See how we do that. Yeah, um, we're going to the make the maker challenge is starting again. There's so there's you know, 10, 10 or twelve makers going, and uh, so no, it should be a good race. You know, the likes of Stephen Watford, Raymond Mason, Philip uh, uh -huh. Morrow, and Stanley Oren talked about signing up as well. Yeah. So they mightn't just all be there this weekend, but uh, uh -huh. there's support behind that championship. So no, fair play to the boys organising it. Excellent. Should be a good year. Excellent. And like, are you driving now at the weekend, or is your dad driving or? I'm driving him to Kirkuston. He's driving me around Kirkuston. Uh huh. Excellent. So now and then we're going to McLaren then. So yeah, and now like, he's driving this time. Yeah, and like you know, the micro is the car you cut your teeth on as well. So it's a really, really in the years, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's the same number plate as well. So it's the same number plate as the car we started out on. So now it's it's pretty special, you know. Um, so now it'll be special uh, to get down to Kirkuston, uh, see all the micros for a start, and then make our way to Clarney on Saturday night. Yeah, and like, you know, this, I think I'm going off track here, but the micro thing it's, it's such a great initiative by these guys. Like, as you say, there could be 12 or 13 of them lining up, and like, it's kind of like, you know, the old one make championships of old that, you know, everybody will have the same equipment below them, and it's it'll be a good friendly banter there, too, I would say. That'll be good racing, no doubt. Uh, no, mm -hmm. you know, 
Philip White, he won the class last year, February him and uh, and his own maker, so he'll be hard to beat, never mind the rest of them. Um, but no, it'll be, it'll be brilliant racing, and uh, to see a one-make championship, really, it's, it's really good. And then, you know, you've got Stevie Watford, Philip Morrow there, as you say, Stanley Orff, never he appears out. These were guys that who were, you know, at the top of their game, what could have won anywhere, you know, north, south, east, west, and been highly competitive. So, like, to, to be in amongst them, obviously helps everybody as well, doesn't it? That brings everybody on, you know. Yeah. I'm sure if I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure for the likes of Philip White or for any young guy to be listening to them guys, you know, starting out in their careers, you if you want to call it that, uh-huh. and uh, you know, it'd be great, it'd be great for them to bring it, bring the whole thing on for them. You know, excellent, excellent. It'd be great, uh, you know, we get the likes of you know the Tour de Spurns or some of the, of the down rally and some of the tarmac events, never mind the gravel. It'd be, it'd be a great experience for them, and hopefully, it might bring them on a bit more. A huge thanks to Jordan for, for keeping us abreast of what's going on. And certainly the micro challenge sounds like a bit of crack. And uh, we'll be following up with a few of the competitors on that throughout the season. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, then also, no, this is next weekend, is um, I, I suppose something that could change somebody's life. Uh, it's happening in Donegal Town next weekend. It's, uh, we probably all know who Stuart Darcy is, you know, a, a seasoned competitor. His daughter, who was born with cerebral palsy, has an opportunity to go to America for some life-changing surgery. And I caught up with uh, Stuart and his wife, Noreen, to tell us all about uh, Quiva's Fight for to Walk. It's a fantastic charity and it's a lovely story. I think you'll like this one. Um, look, I suppose the simplest way to describe it is um, Quiva is... Quiva's 10, well, she just turned 11, actually, um, just last week. So she's an 11-year-old girl, and she was born um, premature. And she was 27 weeks when she was born. With that came kind of a number of complications, but the predominant one um, that, that came was that she had cerebral palsy. So um, I suppose she it predominantly affects her, her legs um, and in like it has an adverse effect on her left leg in particular. Right leg is quite is quite um strong. There's there's issues with tone in her left leg. But I suppose for years we were trying to find a way to push past that and get her to her maximum level of independence. Um so for the last 18 months we have been working um very intensively with her to like from a physical therapy point of view, trying to get her to her maximum independence. And I suppose in that 18 months she's gone from being a full-time wheelchair user to um being able to walk um almost independently she is now walking with one stick um she does use like a, a kind of walking aid in school and that but she her, her level of independence has has changed dramatically like it has been life-changing and um, and i suppose now we're at the stage where we've come to the point where there's a couple of things that are are, are regressing or are going to i suppose affect her her next point of independence and that biggest thing is her tone so Quiva has what's called um, spastic tone, tight tone, and it's it's in her legs. And what that does, I suppose long-term what it does is that it, it, it means that she would be in pain for life. So as, as you get older, the tone gets tighter and it gets harder to stretch and move the legs. And um, it, it eventually leads to long-term pain and also leads to like deformities and contractures and different things like that. But pain ultimately is, is the problem. And it also is going to lead to an issue whereby no matter how fit and how strong she is, the tone will work against her and the tone will override it all and she'll have difficulty getting to that next stage. So I suppose in Ireland, the only solution to that is either 
uh, Botox injections or um, long-term um, medications. And fertile cerebral palsy was just put in context because a lot of people wouldn't maybe appreciate or understand because they might have it in their family. But like a lot of people would know um, older generations that may have Parkinson's or MS or a neurological, like they may have had a stroke. And the type of drug that you're proposing given to a child of that age is the same type of neurological drug that you would be given somebody with Parkinson's, you know, and you put that in context. So you, you have, you know, an older person on that kind of level of medication who's, I suppose, at the latter end of their life. And then you have somebody who's at the start of their life and has so much, I mean, it, it's as a parent and I don't think any parent would want to, like, and it also has more than, I suppose I always describe it as if you have a headache and you take a Panadol, does the Panadol actually target that spot in your head that's sore or does it just give your body a general sense of you know ease that the pain is gone so that's kind of effectively what those drugs do too they have a general effect on the body so she has no issue with her fine motor skills um, and we did try one of these drugs last year to kind of you know I suppose satisfy ourselves as well and she went from being very accurately unable to you know using a pencil in school to dropping stuff on the floor and you know it just had an awful lot of adverse effects and she was on a very low dose and I suppose at that point, then I started to explore what else is out there. So this surgery in America is um, it's called STR. So it's selective dorsal rhizotomy. And essentially what it does is um, your spinal cord um, has, ha- has, a, has a bunch of nerves. And all those nerves, they feed into you know, the parts of your body. And there's, there's nerves in that spinal cord that feed the tone into your legs. And this surgeon in the US can isolate what nerves are sending tightness and he can disconnect it essentially. And that's, I suppose, I'm not medically trained, not medically no, but he can disconnect that tone permanently. So it means then that she doesn't have that tone working against her. So she already has that level of fitness and that ethos about her. She like she knows that as as, as somebody with cerebral palsy, like her life will always be, she will always have to stay fit if she wants to stay on her feet. That's just life. Like, I mean, and that's just that, that unfortunate, but I mean. It's like ourselves. I mean, if you yeah. stay fit, you're going to be healthier. I suppose it's more important for, for somebody with cerebral palsy because that's going to be, she can't afford, I suppose, to take a break in it. But now, you know, with this surgery, it means that she'll now have that freedom, I suppose, of, of the tightness in her in her body. And mm-hmm. it'll mean that she'll be able to walk freer. She'll have no pain. She'll have no tightness. Like even at the moment, like she wears, she wears orthotics, like a kind of a brace on her leg. And I mean, even putting her leg into them in the morning, like, it's, you know, just stretch her leg out and there's a tightness and it's sore. Like, yeah. And nobody wants to, like, no, nobody wants no. to have spinal surgery full stop. Yeah. Nobody wants to see their child have that. That level of pain every day. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and, and to increase as time goes on, you know. Yeah. So look, I suppose last year I sent away all her files. So, and it's very invasive. Like you have to get your MRIs and your, um, you have to get all her, her history notes. It took me quite some time to get them as well. Like, mm-hmm. I was going back to 10 years ago. Like, I mean, and right, I gathered them all up and I sent them over to America. And, and Dr. Parks, who's the surgeon that will do the, the surgery, he is the leading surgeon, spinal surgeon for SDR. And in fact, it's all he does, um, mm-hmm. especially in it. And he had a look at her files. And it's not everybody qualifies either. So okay. I wasn't really 100% sure. You know, you're kind yeah. of sitting there on the knife's edge and you're thinking, but I hope he hope he accepts us, but maybe he won't, you know. But um, no, he came back and he strongly recommended that she have it, mm-hmm. and for the reasons that we're hoping for, that she'll have freer movement um within her legs, she'll have a pain free life, 
and she'll have the ability to have a better you see even if you even if you just squeeze your hand you know and create a tightness in your hand yeah. that, that movement will will look almost deformed or strange and funny whereas when you relax your hand you know it gives that freer sense so she should be able to walk with a, with a, with a you know a more a better walking pattern you know which in turn has an effect on the rest of your body because I suppose if you're walking on one side, you know, it's affecting your hips and things like that. And everyone else is out of lightness. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So look, we were delighted to be accepted. And I suppose because of her age, there's a time frame involved. You know, in an ideal world, um, we would we would be in a healthcare system in Ireland where all of this would have been encouraged you. <clears throat> we're not. And, yeah. you know, you have to draw a line there at some point and just say, look, this is where we're at. But it's more, it's she's, I suppose, the eight hours going to go through puberty and the, 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 the most important thing is that she gets this done as quickly as possible. Perfect. You don't yeah. really have time on your side, you know. You could um we, we basically put ourselves on a cancellation list and we did that so uh-huh. that we called as soon as we could be. Um and you know we we're going in is it ten or twelve weeks. Um nineteenth of May. Surgery is on the nineteenth of May. Uh-huh. So we fly out on the fifteenth of May. And um, she will have um, her pre-op assessment on Wednesday, which is the um, 17th. And then she goes in for the operation on the 19th. And then she stays, the operation itself takes about five hours. And then she stays in hospital for about six days. And then she comes out and then she does um, three full weeks of rehab then. Because it's important. That tone, tone is like, um, it's one of those negative, it's like a double negative part. I don't know how you describe it. Like, need tone. But you don't need tone. tone. You need you need enough tone. That you need a certain you tone. Yeah, that's. You need a certain amount of tone, tone that you don't yeah. end up sloppy. Yeah. You know, so there'll be a small bit of regression after having surgery, but yeah. that's just strength and conditioning. It's like anything. You you know, it'll yeah. take a couple of days to get back on her feet, but by the time she leaves America, she should be coming home at the same level that she left with, and then we will then start to see regression in her head. Then, yeah. yeah, because then she'll be living with with less tightness in her, and then that's where you'll start to see making the progress and um, you know it, it she won't be coming running off the plane she still has no. to come home and do all the work it, it, you know, that's, the, you know and that's, that's life but that you know that it's, is, it's that treatment. that's like yeah. you know, no matter what treatment you go for there is a stage you have to almost get better before you get or get worse before you can get yeah, better absolutely. and that's you know and that's all oh, the yeah. baby steps but along the way yeah but she's determined and she loves her newfound freedom like uh-huh. she's very very like she's so like Anybody in a school environment, like she's in fourth class, mm-hmm. and anybody would tell you this is her first year, like thriving on social in a social capacity because mm-hmm. she never had the ability to, I suppose, engage with her peers the way she has had this year. You know, she had to walk, she had to talk to them at eye level. Yeah, like a couple of things that like you don't realize. But we take for granted. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like, yeah. You're sitting in your chair, and I'm constantly standing up when I'm talking to you. That uh-huh. doesn't. Ha- you know, Christmas and that there, you know, she was taking part in the, the Christmas play, you know, got my wee phone yeah. in there as well. And you know, all those wee things, it's it's yeah, all busy. Right, that oh, you know, boosts your morale, your confidence. Oh, you, you know, yeah, and yeah. all that just helps lift you up, doesn't it? And, it does. It does. Uh, and like she has such a pleasant, happy child, and you <laughs> know, it's just great to see her come alive when she goes on the stage. Oh, like that, so it, it is, yes. it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I suppose that then led us, I suppose, then to realise that <clears throat> I probably needed a bit of help. Like, I suppose, 
for in the last 18 months, there's an awful lot of unhidden costs, I suppose, that nobody would see, you know. And I mean, we have taken her to a pilot specialist within that time frame, and she's she has been doing intensive therapies. And I suppose it comes with its own price point. And, and look, and that's what we all work for in life, and that's what incentivizes you to go to work in the morning. But I suppose this was like a one-off, and this was going to be huge. And because of the time frame involved, it didn't give us much time to kind of even organize ourselves. It was kind of a case of, look, she got accepted. Now we, we need to get going because if, you, if you're if you not ready financially, I suppose, to commit to this straight away, go on um, a waiting list and you could be waiting up to 18 months. And I suppose she's too far ahead now to have that time frame in terms of waiting until then. You know? mm-hmm. so that's, I suppose, where the whole GoFundMe thing came from, really, this church. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I decided to try. Uh, there's other people who don't exactly think, I suppose, uh, and went for the same operation, you know, so we took a bit of guidance, Irish couples, you know, with the mm-hmm. uh, story in regards to their children that was uh, the same as Quiva so far. Um, we said, look, I suppose from my point of view of, of setting up a GoFundMe page, uh, it wasn't the most simplest. I'd be easier given you know, giving out and supporting people over the years, no problem. And maybe going to do it what we're doing for somebody else. I didn't feel as confident to kind of knock the confidence out of me small bit. But look what people have done and and, and have helped us and what, what people have donated has been just overwhelming to be fair, you know, it's been brilliant, you know. And uh, uh, look it's all it's all going the right direction and I suppose we take the auction now and uh, the raffle we kinda uh, get get it uh, get it over the line as such, you know. But um Hopefully it will, and uh, look, we're looking forward to it. Uh, it's taken up to be a great night. There's some brilliant, brilliant prizes as well. So Yeah, and, and we should, uh, I suppose we should be telling people, the 25th of February, McCafferty's Bar, Donegal Town, that's where you need to be. Like, you know, it's, uh, going to be, it's going to be a night that's going to be talked about for years to come. Uh, yeah, I think it will, because there's an awful lot of, you know, there's an awful lot of, an awful lot of rally heads and that they're going and bits and pieces and all, and, you know, I'm delighted to, you know, old friends not there and bits and pieces there yeah one of your favourites as well the three McHales is coming up <laughs> Austin and Aaron and Gareth so uh, look, um, looking forward to that it'll be good fun you know so um, met them in Galway as well and they're looking forward to coming as well so look it, it, it'll be good fun and it's, it was kind of taking a rally team that night you know not yeah. as I suppose accidentally on purpose maybe I suppose just but there has been a huge amount of support from the rally community. I mean, we have a lot of sponsorships got for for different. Like, there's Donegal International. Um, there's the Clarny. Yeah. The Clarny Historics, but there are two. Uh, both give out free entries. Uh, yeah, 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 two golden tickets. Yeah, two hard ones to get entries into. So mm-hmm. they'll do well. We have uh, a weekend in Downings, the hotel for three nights over the Donegal International. You know, so Friday, yeah. Saturday, uh, and Sunday night in the Downings Bay uh, from the O'Connors. Kevin and that there, so um, all those bits and pieces. We have the uh, the five people tour mansion or of the uh, museum of Donny Kelly. Side the stables, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. The stables. I uh, having them myself. Oh, my, my <laughs> we have to get uh, on. There'll be no, there'll be no room in the helicopter, now, but uh, <laughs> five people like that. That that would be great prize as well because I think five people could go together to try and win that. Yes, they get a tour of the museum. They get a, a um. Uh, jumped in the, re- uh, the helicopter around Donegal. He's stopping for their lunch. I'm sure that would probably be in Durnings, known Donna. <laughs> it's a personal favourite of his as well. So, uh, yeah, there's some brilliant ones. And then you have, uh, like, say, Kevin Eves uh, navigating for the day in the circuit of Kerry. Um, it's brilliant. It's, I think, 
two and a half grand already. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Kevin Eves is, if not the best modified driver in the country, he's one of the you know the top three, you know, at least you know. So that'll oh, be, yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah, some yeah. experience for somebody there, won't it? You know? Yeah, and look, it's nice to have the Dunyall connection with him. There's other yeah. boys that's uh, that's all snapping uh, at his heels as well, and it is tight racing there for mm -hmm. probably up as far as maybe eight to ten of them boys, but. Uh, the, the, just the connection with the Corolla and it being the only 2.5 one. I'm a big tool man myself, a big fan of Kevin Eves, and he's done it all, man. It just all clicked well how it happened. It just happened by accident, by a simple text. And then I related back to him because we were given the entry for the circuit. Uh, and I said, have we done this as a package? And uh, would you take somebody uh, for a full day? You know, because it'll be someone that'll be interested in that, that'll, that'll go... Uh, Oh, the full hog on it as well, yeah. you know. So and maybe somebody's competition will get maybe bid on it and try to get see what the secret is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. 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 And there's loads of like we have both an auction and a raffle on the night. So the raffle is already on the the prices or the tickets for the raffle are already on sales from Nigel Page. Mm -hmm. And we have a um. We have a, a Facebook page set up for Quiva and it's Quiva's Fight to Walk. We did have some issues during the week, but we have it back up and running now and we're hoping to get everything advertised the next week on it. Give it a wee like to try a like and yeah. share and get it back up to where it was because it's getting an awful lot of interaction funny, yeah. which was great because it was up at nearly seven hundred likes <laughs> and the followers, so it was Brilliant. Yeah, uh, but look, it'll it'll be back again. Yeah, hopefully. It's um we have McCafferty's um we kind of say to people you know come early I would say come from seven because um there's going to be a good band on the night as well the loads and um they, they have the loads playing in McCafferty's on the night so there's going to be a good band and you know we have an we have to get the auction over before the band starts so mm -hmm. get your seat i would say because there's going to be quite finger food as well so yeah and, yeah. There's, and there's going to be quite a bit of a bit of people quite a few people coming i'd say so yeah. um it's a busy bar so it's going to be down the back of the bar where the, where the band can play up by the stage so um and like look we'll have loads of help tonight with loads of people um anybody that wants to bid on an auction it's not going to be able to attend we have um, phone bidders um, and people in place to take over the night. We already have um, bids in for, for stuff um, mm -hmm. on the night already and if you want to, you know, if you can't make it but you want to bid on something, we can put you in touch you'll have a dedicated person on the night who bid live for you mm -hmm. um, whilst on the phone. You just have to be available to either take the call or set your limits in advance or whatever the case yeah. is but we can, we you know, we're contacting people in advance that's that's something that has to be pre-arranged but the, the, the raffle tickets you can buy away at them. There's some lovely prices on them. Weekends we yeah. and vouchers and all sorts oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not just a rally thing with the, there's you know you talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, there's, there's, raffles, thing. Ah, there's, there's topsoil there, you know there's a digger for a day you know all those things ah, and, and it's great to see it's, it's, it's yeah. the local community all pulling together and, and, beyond and, as well, you know? and you, you you'd have to commend everybody i mean the local businesses i suppose we are used to we're not used to this ourselves in terms of fundraising we do try we're like we do try ourselves to give back all the time and i suppose small bit of that we're seeing coming back at us which is nice um there is earlier on in the day if you're not into nights out uh because we're kind of teaming in over the weekend but we have a family 5k that day as well it's been hosted in the need breed um in our local ga club um i suppose as a community we wanted to keep uh, we wanted we didn't want to be hitting the same people all the time and so many people came to us looking to do stuff so we've asked both the school and the local ga to come together and just do one day 
because I think it's plenty for everybody. We live in a small enough community, but there's a great day organized there as well. So it's yeah, it's a fun day as well. From eleven to two, they have loads of um with five kids starting at twelve. Um, we they have loads of like field games organized and refreshments and um yeah, just a bit of fun and yeah. I suppose it'll be a chance for all any of the ones in school with Quiva to come and then it'll be a chance for anybody locally that doesn't want to get the song tonight's out which is it's fine and it's yeah. just it'll be fun like it'll be a nice hopefully it doesn't rain now but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but I suppose we should tell people that's in Ballantrap which is what 10 mile less out of Donegal town even for people yeah, coming much. up on the you know maybe people come up to make the weekend of it you know, it's, it's on the way to Donegal Town if you're coming from the Sligo yes, side. And I suppose yeah. the, the easiest way to do is if you search the Need Breed football pitch, um, yeah. it'd be probably the most, that, yeah, that's yeah. where the registration is and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, if you get as far as there, we won't be long putting you on the 5K. And it's a challenging <laughs> one, actually. I, I walked it last week just with a friend of mine. We mapped it out. So it's a good one. It's got like, lots of little hills and stuff. And, and, you know, we have like a prize for the first, you know, there's prizes for the first winners and that sort of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the local GA boys, like the, the younger ones, the kind of 16s, kind of yes. that they, they they like to win these, they like to get a bit of money at the end of it. So we've incentivised them as yeah. well. It's not the boys only want to run it if there's, if there's a bit of money to be got at the end of it. So no, it'd be a fun, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a fun day to be fair. And um and the captain's that night. And look, we're hoping that'll finish us. Um, we're hoping that'll be you know, that'll, that'll be us being able, able, hopefully able to switch off then at that point to get back to, like, look, we're self-employed, we take five weeks off work, we have a lot of organising to do ourselves, so we, um yeah, we just need to knuckle down then ourselves because we are going, um we're flying out on the 15th of May, so, um yeah, we just have... Oh, have you won? Have you bid on that prize for Craig Green and Finland? Yeah, that's what just wants to. We really and need you to get that gift to me then. <laughs> and, and I have to make sure I'm back from there. Yeah, to go to Finland. <laughs> we have to say Craig Green has been a superstar. He has put up two prizes: a test with uh, him and the Hyundai team in Finland. Like that's money can't buy that. And then oh, also a, a day's testing with him in Ireland and the choice of the metro. The Sierra, the Focus, uh, the, M3. The, the, the M3. Like, again, this is like boyhood dream stuff, you know? Oh, kind of, it is, yeah. yeah. The, the, the business already started on them as well, you know, uh-huh. to be fair, you know. So, I, I think that would be like somebody who's, you know, maybe having a special birthday this year or who's, you know, like somebody's going to treat themselves, who's big into motor, into uh-huh. the motor industry, who's going to say, well, look, you know what? I'm 40 this year and I'm going to do this or I'm going to try and get this or, you know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see. I, I, you'd be excited for the person that would bid on it too. Of course, yeah. You know, you'd be. Uh, you'd it's love priceless. To yourself, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I know, yeah. like we have Donny All International, and like the Donny All Motor Club came on board, and they sponsored um, the Donny All International entry. Like, mm-hmm. it's also a golden ticket, but at the yeah. same time, it can be bought but, if you're in on time and if you're, you know, all those aye. things. But the Craig Green piece can't be bought. No. You know, the the Kevin Eves can't be bought. No. No. Um, you yeah. know, Dara. Um, Donna Kelly's can't be bought. Oh, no. These are all like unique uh, items, and they should create you know a bit of a bit of fun as much as anything. You know, yeah. a bit of momentum yeah, yeah. on the night. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you'd love to see the person then. You know, you'd love to get the feedback from the person later on as to how they got on, like because That's it's um, yeah, be great fun for the person yeah. that does. Well, but no, we've got look, we've got amazing support. We're we're overwhelmed. We are, to be honest yeah. with you, we're absolutely so grateful. Like because it means we're going to get there. As quick as we need to get there, and you know, it's just Hopefully. yeah, yeah. And, you know. And at the end of it all, this is you know life changing, and this is what yes. matters. It's keep a quiva as the 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 objective of, of all this. Oh, out of all of it, yeah. Look, yeah. you, 
you know, I mean, when you have kids, I mean, I suppose it's your responsibility to make sure that as parents, you do whatever is required for them. It would be wrong of us not to push through and make sure this happens for her because ultimately we'd be letting her down because she either has, you know, a lifetime ahead of her that's pain-free and giving her the best opportunity or we're going to hinder her by not having it. So, like, look... From our point of view, it's just, it's, it's, um, that's a, a no brainer. It is, it is a no brainer. It is a no brainer. Yeah. It just has to be done, I suppose. But. Yeah. Lovely to hear from Noreen and Stuart there, you know. And I'll try and add the, 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 the link to the GoFundMe page in the description of this here. Um, uh, you know, if you can in any way, shape, or form, if you can donate, um, you know, on the night, if you can go <laughs> buy some of the, you know, bid in some of the auction things or buy some of the tickets, you know it could make such a difference and like some of those option items oh my goodness you know craig bring the the, the trip to dunn's museum uh you know to run the cavernese oh my goodness oh we can but dream i know <laughs> uh also next weekend we also have the oma uh spring rally which is better known i suppose as five miles down to most people it's just one of those special week clubman type rallies that just there's always something very special about that every february and I caught up with Tommy Nugent from the Oma Motor Club to sort of give us an overview and what to expect next weekend. Yeah, the event is uh, based out of Ecclesville Centre, Fontana, same as last year. It's a good, sizable car park, good hard standing. Um, that's the start on the Saturday morning. Then we head down to Five Mile Town, over the mountain, um, four stages. Brown Hill, Crockney Rally, Jenkins, doing all traditional Five mile town stages. Um, then we're going in for a service back to Ecclesville, and then four stages again, fairly simple format. Um, yeah. uh, finished up for three thirty time or so. Um, kind of getting in around that forty kilometer mm-hmm. mileage. Yeah, um, and like the Ecclesville Centre, you know, it's a great location for a service area. As you mentioned, you know, a hard surface, a good level surface, and all. You know, like you know, unless it's really really wet. It's, it's you know it's ideal for the job and and again it's a, it's in a good sized village or, you know small town it's good to bring rallying to the people it is like we struggled to five in town to get somewhere off that size like but um like i mean you're close to the a5 you have anybody traveling from mm-hmm. from that end of the country and you've you know it is fairly fairly central yeah um, mm-hmm. like really you're only you know you're only nine ten mile away from where the where the stages are at so no it's grand it's grand it's uh Hundred percent. Yeah, and like you know, Jenkins, you mentioned there is one of the stages has to be regarded as one of the best forestry stages in Ireland. Definitely, I like. I mean, there, the other plus about it is we can get like five, six different uh, loops in it. We can we can get seven and a half mile. We can get six point eight mile this year. We're running so there, there's a lot of different angles we can come at it. A lot of, and I mean, you have flat out sections. You have a lot of technical stuff and. The big thing about it is the surface up there. Like it seems to be, the the, the forester up there tells me it's like a limestone, um, for the use for repairing the roads and stuff. So it's it's it seems to take take the water in well and hold up well, and it, it really is a special stage. Um, all like the stages this year, I think they're in the best shape they've ever been in. Um, so no, definitely looking forward to it now. Um, and then we're using Brown's Hill, starting the rally in Brown Hill. Um down the hill which is a challenge it's a, it's a good crack up the hill as well um mm-hmm. but um 
2014, I think we, we ran it that direction. So I know it's looking to be a good event, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, you, you say that you know, the different wee loops that you can pull out of Jenkins and all, and no matter what way you run it, the surface always seems to hold up really well. You know, like, like was it last year you said three passes on it? And, you know, there was, yes, there was obviously corners caught a wee bit, but in general, it was as, there was parts of it as, as fresh as there was at the start of the day. Yeah, no, it is a it is a very special stage, definitely. Um, it's, it's definitely the heart of the rally. Um, mm. So now we're we're lucky to have it. Yeah. Um, but ideally, like we'd like to run the event <clears throat> later on in the year. But then we've a lot of there's a lot of um, a lot of activity up around that part of the world. Like you have the hen harrier conservation going on, so you can't rally like their nesting seasons from the start of March on. And then as well as that, there's a like a butterfly reserve on Mullafad. Um, what they call mountain. Um, so there's certain years we can't use that stage, which this year been one of them. Um, but we have to kind of work work with nature and the wildlife and the forestry service and everything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I still like it. it um, hopefully we get a good good dry spell of weather between now and the end, and yeah. things keep going the way they're going. I, I like Dune is not one of those stages as well. You know, it, again, it might not be the longest stage, but there's a bit of drive now. There's you know there's a few wee challenges on it there as well. I do. Dune was fairly. It was fairly stale there for a few years. Like we were using the same same part of the stage, different directions, one thing or another. But then from twenty twenty on, we um we cut into a different loop in it. Um and from being out setting up there last weekend as well, we, we drove a different loop again. So probably close to three mile and now we have three or four different options through it in the next few years again, hopefully. So um no, Dune's a good good stage. I we, we traditionally finishing doing or starting doing some of the two, so we're finishing this year on it. Um <laughs> And then, you know, will you give us a wee flavour of who can we expect to see on the stages? You know, like there's, a, there's a strong entry for it as well. Yeah, well, like at the at the minute there, just like, obviously, we have Kath McCourt. He's he's back again to try and run final town. You have Niall McCullough, former winner. You have Vivian Hamill there. He'll not be too far away. You have Mark Donnelly, among others. Um, two-wheel drive, like as, as usual in final town, two-wheel drive will be seriously interesting. Like, I mean, at, at the minute there, you have Eden Hellington, you have Shane McGuire, you have Paddy McToll, he was a two-liter 812 class winner in the past. You have Alan Smith, two-wheel drive winner from the Bushwhacker. So, um, and I mean, entries are still open, so you wouldn't know who you could get yet. Um, mm. No, it's sizing up to be a good event, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, what time does it let people, you know, what time do they expect to be leaving the Eaglesville Centre and what time would first stage kick off? I think um, just mightn't have the full time sorted yet, but I think... First car is leaving in around nine o'clock, nine fifteen, something like that. There at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and heading for Byman Town direction. Then a, yeah. um, there'll be there's a bit of a program put together. It'll be for sale. BT Spar, Byman Town. It'll be for sale at the Ecclesville headquarters. Um, our service park will be McKenna Engineering. Um, it'll be in the final instructions, but it's there in New Yard. Um, it's in a row just off the A5 there, by Seskin Ward direction. It's about two, two and a half mile um, outside Fontana. So that's where scrutiny will be in the Friday night. Um, and then the cars will be parked then in Decklesville Centre overnight to security on there. So mm-hmm. start start from there then Saturday morning. Excellent. And, you know, we, we can't go on without mentioning your, your sponsor for the event, uh, Samsonis. Like, uh, there's a photo up there recently of the trophies that's going to be sent over. Like, you know, Martin and all that whole gang, they put so much into this rally for you guys as well, too, don't they? Oh, big time, yeah. Like, um, 
we like we we would really like to try and do more for them maybe in the next few years again try and make make it a bigger event like because they do put in like whatever whatever we need whatever we want they just give it to us there's no no question about it um like i mean the trophies are unreal like if, uh check check the facebook page there you see yeah. them like there's something special um and like we didn't expect that we just you know he mentioned about making trophies he's done it in the past and he's really gone to town this year but um no as, a, as an event sponsor he, he's he's a serious operator like you know we he, he'd like to push it on again more which we may do next year and hopefully the year after you know so mm-hmm. no quibble with him like whatever you need he'll he'll give it to you yeah, he's, he's a very very good sponsor so um but then i mean what he the brand the product that he makes is also a1 like so you can't um that's he's just a professional like um if anybody checks him out there, you can see what he's all about. Like he's, uh, the, the quality, you know, anybody that runs his stuff, like you know, Shane McGurr's Lada, for example, like it's just like a, it's a work of art, and the the, the you know the gearbox, the suspension, and all that, it's it's setting the standard, and you can see that the trophies are the same. It's set the standard for everybody else to try and uh, to follow. Yeah, no, they really are something special. Like, um, I don't like a, if you want to purchase them trophies, I don't know what the setting would be. Like, it would just I don't know the event couldn't couldn't do that like so but uh no it'll be, it'll be a nice piece of something for people to have on their have on their mantelpiece so i think that's um right. we're going to get a few entries based on that alone i think yeah kevin that was a jam-packed show for what's normally a quiet-ish time of year i know <laughs> you do worry what's ahead in the coming months but uh, <laughs> that was episode episode four season two um i don't know where we're going to go please as they keep saying like share rate comment all those things makes a huge difference to us and part two of the donnies is out over the weekend we've also fingers crossed another one a pretty special one coming up as well connor isn't it it's going to be pretty cool if that all comes together there too so uh, just please keep doing what you're doing (laughs) and the numbers you're doing it's it's an absolute pleasure to help you know to spread these stories so thank you once again And until next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.